going to make your and own My money. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely on your husband? No. He's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Quit as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses as I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. It is the smooth sounds of your homeboy, CGA, back in the building. What's going on, everybody? Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And today we're going to continue our series of the COPE strategy, all right? Or more or less the HOPE strategy. I didn't put it in the title because the title was kind of long. but relationships, marriage is going to be a cope in this situation because people are hurting right now. People are hurt and they're bitter and they're hurt. And that's you. All right. And a lot of people are in a struggle zone. All right. No flex zone. No flex zone. They know better. They know better. Shout out to everybody, man. I'm going to tell you, man, we are going to be at the point of no return. All right. I'm as a big fan of the triangle offense text winner. Phil Jackson's credited for being around there. Um, and we had um, a point in the offense, which we would call the moment of truth, which basically is you're, you're, you're entering into the offense. And um, also along with that, it was the point of no return. All right. Once you entered into the offense at one particular point, there was a path where the point of no return was there and you had to go ahead and complete the continuity complete the cycle of the offense, or you couldn't, I mean, you could just could not refresh the offense from one particular point. So you had to keep the ball moving or, um, or you would just be stagnated. All right. And so we would have, we would call it the intersectionality intersection, intersection of point and overturn and moment of truth. Okay. So in our country, in America, um, as people are popularizing the idea of the changing world order, all right, the changing world order, um, People don't understand this change is going on dynamically and um, relationships seems to be their way out of it. This is the way you heal and uh, you get those good euphoric feelings when you're with a person of another gender or, you know, pause 
if you like people of the same gender. Hey, listen, I don't discriminate over here. But whoever you're going to fall in love with, you will use these opportunities to um, be with them to get that oxytocin, right? To get that boost of hormones, to get that loving feeling and basically mask the real issue that is going on in this country right now. All right. And there's a really big issue as to why there's a great rift between the sexes and it will never correct itself. All right. And so I'm going to be in here with their message of doom and gloom uh, related to this one. And uh, I know it's going to burn. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt. How dare you? It's going to work. It's going to hurt in here. But I got to make sure I show you the proof of what's going on in this country here in the United States of America. Anyway, um, let's acknowledge the Super Chats, which when they're here, we'll acknowledge them. All right. Shout out to you guys here. Um, today. Today, what we're going to do here, let's go ahead and pop up the share screen. All right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Simon Small. Shout out to the coach gang and the nasty boys. Shout out to the nasty boys in this country right here. And shout out to all the nasty boys. And it's today, Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It is a um, it is a um, slow Tuesday for a lot of people. If you got yourself a little junior college girl, you good. All right. If you got a slow Tuesday, Gordita or a little bit of a pog, BBW, whatever you guys like. I like my girls BBW. They kind of want to sit. I can't remember. Have a drink and want to sit down and eat lunch with you. All right, shout out to Ricky Webster, CGA Coach Gang, 2024, and French Toast Props do. Hey, this, you know what? I'm, I'm actually loving this particular point of my life because I was being vocal. I'm being vocal about these issues. And uh, the issues are very, something's going to happen where, you know, I can take this and say, I told you so and go on and talk about other things related to this, but people still want answers. All right. And uh, I know you guys, I know you guys are, if you've been here for a long time, you're like, oh, more red pill talking points. Okay. A lot of people are getting, you know, they're getting tired and frustrated with red pill talking points or MGTOW talking points. And they're like, these talking points are old and these talking points don't make no sense. We need to change the talking points. But I, I, I get it. I, I, I totally understand it. I totally understand it. And it gets it gets repetitive. It gets old, right? You're like, okay, yeah, 80-20 rule. Yes, the women are going after the 80-20%, the 20%. And you've been talking about it or listening it uh, uh, too much, so much that sometimes you're going – it can't really be that. But the problem is, you got to understand, this is what you really got to understand, is that when we were talking about it, let's say four years ago, because I've been doing this for four years. So my, my hat's been in here for four years, almost four. It's like three and a half. All right. Other people have been talking about it, obviously, previous to me. So what's happening is, in the last five or seven years, maybe close to 10, there's been a group of people warning about these talking points, okay? They're warning us we were going to get to this point that we're here today. And these points are pretty evident. What they were warning us about seven, six, five, four, three years ago, we're now here. And what we now have to understand is what was a red pill talking point five years ago is a reality today. So people don't see it. You got to got to remember the average knuckle dragger, the average ham and egger doesn't catch on until it's too late, right? 
right? Until the sh hits the fan, until somebody pulls the carpet from up under their feet. So now you're having people acknowledging the talking points to the point. Now, if I, I would went on Instagram yesterday and there were three white girls on a podcast. All right. Some of those podcasts are goofy, but that's what they want to do with their time. Go ahead. There are three white girls and they were like, someone just talked to me about the three sixes. And I'm sitting there like this here. I am a nasty woman. So they just heard about the three sixes. And now we call it the six sixes. They just heard about it. Now, I played a video for you last week in which a woman was on TikTok saying, I just was informed that 80% of the attractive men, sorry, 20% of the attractive men are sleeping with 80% of the available women. <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting there going, yes, we, we have these talking points, but you have to remember the most plugged in people, the most beta male people, the most blue pill matrix person is just now figuring out what we've been talking about. And so the worst thing you can do is say, okay, we already talked about it. <laughs> All right. We already talked about it. We need some new talking points. Sure. We need to do it. But now we're leaving the reality of all of these things that people warn about. Polygamy, polygyny, uh, polyamory, all of these things that I said will be pretty much popular. You're seeing Generation Z basically, basically floundering out here with no direction, trying to figure out how life goes. They sat through a pandemic. They're sitting here with nowhere to go. College, college has been shut down for them, for many of them. They've had to figure out a new plan. A lot of their girls are doing Seeking and OnlyFans and et cetera. Enough of them are. And now they have no direction. So what are they doing? They're engaging in um, all kind of Sodom and Gomorrahism, everything you can think of other than settling down. Now, let me just say this again. There are people that are in common relationships. Okay. So I'm not saying there's zero common relationships. There are, but they're less common than they used to be before. So as you can see, you can go out to any restaurant, you'll see couples. You just don't see a lot of them. All right. The statistics back us up. Most people, most women are single in our country, the most that they've ever been in our country. Okay. There are women that are divorcing men thinking that they're going to get in front of the dating line. I've always been saying that for a couple of years. I'm like, women are leaving good, good marriages, decent marriages for one reason. I'm not happy. And then they think they're going to cut in line of the 52% of single women and get in front of the line on Prince Charming. That's what they think. And I tell married women all the time, do not bring your ass out here. Do not bring. If you bring your ass out here, I'm going to just run pipe through you. And all these dudes are out here no longer having to commit to relationships for sex reasons. They're going to run pipe. All right. That's all you're going to get is pipe down. <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, we're going to play some videos for you. But let me continue to acknowledge the supporters of the show. Shout out to Avid Hiker for the coffee today. Appreciate you. ETC ready to work. Good morning, coach and the coach gang. How do successful guru men like Max, Mary, Muppet face women? I can't get it. And um, yeah, that was the Muppet. That's the woman here. Um, you know, I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. I actually don't know who the guy is, but I know he married the woman that says, don't talk to me unless you're the CEO. When you're the CEO, then I'll talk to you. I got to do some research on them and see what their relationship dynamic is. So I really can't tell. I think he's a black male, okay? So when it comes to interracial dating, uh, black men tend to um, 
that black men tend to get okie doked by what I would say. And I said yesterday, which would be the lower quality versions of whatever the other race of women are. Okay. So it's while it's a prize for you, while it may be an upgrade for you comparatively to what you could have got from your own race of women, it often is not seen as an upgrade to other people in that other side. Okay. So yeah, we're the catfish of the sea. So yeah, like if you just compare that woman to the average black woman, it would probably be what I call a lateral move. All right. Or a slight upgrade, slight. I mean, it's a slight upgrade, but in comparison to her people, she's at the middle or bottom of the barrel. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, y'all can be mad at me. Y'all can be mad at me all you want, but you cannot deny that that's the truth. It is very rare that any man, especially if we're talking about black men, leaves black women and then goes get the top 20% of white women, the top 20% of Latino women, the top 20% of very rare. Somebody says she's not a hippo. I think he got a W. So again, it's a slight upgrade. <laughs> you got, oh, who deleted him? Oh my goodness. So listen, we've all done it. We've all been there, done that. I got the receipt. I got the proof. I got the evidence. But that's just the way it is. I mean, but that just doesn't apply to black men. Typically, I want to say Asian men typically don't have that problem. I think when they go, if they go from Asian women to white women, they tend to do pretty well. They go up a rung. It's rarely that they're going down a rung. Uh, Latino men, probably you could say the same thing when they go from Latino women over to white women, which is, is rare, but it happens. I mean, they don't get the top, top of the top. They don't, you know, that's just what it is. We're the catfish of the sea. Man, we're going to have to break down that. Shout out to Jason Webb in the building. Thank you for being here again. You always drop by and don't say anything, but it's all good. You don't have to say anything. We Lance says, shout out to the coach gang and coach, keep our feet to the fire. We always need these reminders of what's going on. All right. Triggerverse says, hey, hey, yo, shout out to Scott. Hall and RIP to Scott Hall. Very tragic. You know, 62 years old. 62 years old. Went in for a hip surgery and it went left. All right, man. Uh, you got to really take care of your health. You got to take care of your health. Okay. Coach Junior, RIP to Razor Ramon. P.S. Got on that flight. Free agent for life. Shout out to you. Enjoy wherever you are. Raul says, haters getting that three-piece with a soda today. Somebody try us. He says, shout out to Sizzle and the best mods on YouTube and the Coach Gang. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Shout out to Sizzle. All right, Warhammer says, learning how to be more cold, more, much more like you. All right, learning how to be more cold, much more like you. Yeah, I'm cold, just like the middle of the winter. And every jam that I played, they want to int to me. And ain't no suckers admitted. Uh, but um, uh, being cold, man, actually helps you out. You know, I think, uh, you know, people just want to be, they, they want to please everybody. They want to be happy. You guys want to be happy, like, so bad. You guys are forcing happy. Like, how can you be happy in these situations right now? And then, you know, you let people run all over you. <laughs> You're doing everything to bow down and bend the knee. And this is mostly because you don't have the economic position to, like put yourself in that position or you don't have the risk. You're risk averse. You're afraid to take a risk. You're afraid to gamble. You're afraid to make someone upset with you. I'm not afraid at all. 
I mean, I mean, you know, not not 100 percent of the time, but I'm like, look, if you don't like me at this point, there ain't nothing I could do. There ain't nothing I could do. And I know what I understand what happiness is. I think we're happiness deficient. And that's another thing that's not never going to correct itself. All right. You got to understand why you're not happy. You got to understand why you're not happy. Okay. And I can boil it down. It's the reason why dating and, and the rift between the sexes are where they are right now. The number one reason. Okay. Somebody says, say, Paul, say, pause all the time is childish. Oh, saying pause. I don't know. What did I have to say? Pause. All right. I think I was rapping something. Okay. Uh, but at some point, what, what you have to do is say, look, I'm not going to please these people. And you have to do this. This is just a message for you. Ask yourself, what would it take for you to please a person? And what would you get back in return if you pleasing everybody? Right? Oh, hi. How you doing? Hi. Oh, you're such a good man. Oh, you're, thanks for pleasing. See, what's going to happen is we used to say this in, in coaching. All right. Either the players run you or you run the players. There's no in between. You know, every now and then you might get that point of the year where a team breaks out and they're doing well and the coach and player dynamic is perfect. It's rarity, but it's perfect where the players appreciate the coach and they'll run through the wall for the coach and the coach appreciates the player and the and the player and the coach never have to get at each other's neck. Sometimes that that point of the year happens for them and they can catch a wave and ride a championship. All right, speaking of, go and get that bracket tournament challenge. All right, links in the description box. If it's not in the description box of this video, it's in the next video. I need 20 players, man, to get the bracket going. We need 20 players. But many times, players and coaches are at a um, somebody's, somebody's situation where you can't lose. They're not both willing to lose. So at some point, the coach is like, hey, I got to hold the line here. And the players are like, hey, we're only going to go so far for you. And you guys got to push. Well, in society, in society, for the most part, you guys are letting people run you and you're not running people. Okay. Are you going to let the people run you and all of these different personalities run you or are you going to run them? And I'm looking at it as I'm not going to be ran by all these different personalities that want to get the little bit of time that I'm giving them and they want me to please them and make them happy and smile for them and tap dance for their ass. No, hell no. No, not me. Not me. I ain't got no time. If you don't like me by this point in my life, I'm 46 years old, getting older by the day. Um, if you don't like me by now, screw it. I'm not trying to make your ass happy. All right. I don't give a rat's ass at this particular point. All right. What would it do for me? I mean, ask yourself, what would it do for me to say, okay, I'll make you happy now? Like, what would it do? I would have to actually bend over backwards for you to actually get behind me, squat behind me and get. No, no, you ain't putting a banana up my tailpipe. <laughs> but, yeah, when you're young, you're trying to make everybody happy. You want all the women to like you. You want every type of woman to like you. Look, I'm like, hey, if a, if a woman don't like me, the hell with it. Who cares? I ain't got no time for that. The Black Blur says, little off topic, but sorry, coach. This He said, this ain't the 1980s where it was Magic versus Bird in the modern era, and LeBron is the GOAT. <laughs> no. 
That's a no. YouTube trash talker, reputation is important. We need to continually strengthen ourselves for the flesh is weak and the mind is forgetful. Wow. He says, steady the hand, stay the course. And this is why people keep coming back to the show. Um, yeah, the facts can get repetitive. We have to hammer these points now. But I always tell you guys, um, if you're not watching this show, you're watching a rom-com. If you're not watching this show, you're watching uh, a music video where somebody falls in love. If you're not watching this show, you're getting programmed by what you would call the matrix or the blue pill where they can easily lead your ass back to the plantation. And all of a sudden, somebody succeed, swallows your kids, and you're back on the plantation that fast. That fast. I mean, I don't know. It happens that fast. And this is why I'm like, you know, I could easily just sit in bed. I had a nice little Kaylee from the junior college in bed this morning. All right. Kicked her out. You got to go back. No, she, she don't drive. So I had to take her back to her dorm. All right. So nice, tight little flat back. too. She had a little anyway. <laughs> and I could have just laid up in bed like this. I could have been stroking her right now, <laughs> but I was like, the brothers need me. All right, uh, Dave Matthews says, hey, coach, do you consider early millennials in their late 20s in Gen Z? What I would say is I think the cutoff age right now to, as of today is 25. That's my cutoff. So I think the young millennials, uh, the early millennials, the, the young millennials is going to be age 25. Uh, the older millennials are going to be 40, 42. Okay. And then the Gen Z is going to start off at 25, 24. All right, so that's the cutoff age for me. It could be a little bit different. Um, where are we at? Hit the like button. Let's get into some facts. All right, check this out. The reason why there's a rift, and I'm not going to give you guys a cliffhanger here. And was she a freshman at the university? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> so, yeah, she didn't look. she didn't look like a freshman per se, but her body... No, just play. Anyway, check this out. Let's not leave you with a cliffhanger here. The reason why relationships are not going to ever be saved again in this country is because of the money. I got money. The money, the money, the money. Are you mad about the money? Take a look at this chart right here. Statistics at a glance. And we're going to look at what men make and we're going to break it down by race. Okay. Sometimes you got to break it down by race. Take a look right here. These are the statistics of what the Social Security Administration would say would be the real median um, annual earnings. So this would be the middle. I don't know if you took a statistics class, but this isn't an average. It is the median. So they, they, they take all of the incomes and they pick what the one is right in the middle, which is quite different, could be quite different from average. All right. If you took a statistics class like I have. All right, so here's the median income, all right? And as you can see here, the median income for whites and by age, oh, this is a beautiful graph, all right? By age, and this is, of course, uh, in $2020, by age and race. So this is a great graph to let you know where things are. Um, young white men obviously struggling, young black men struggling. This goes and coincides of what I wrote in the book, The Evolution. Um, young Hispanic men, a little bit ahead, and then Asian young men slightly ahead of whites, all right? And so in every category, the Asian culture, the Asian um, uh, race is kicking ass, all right? In every category, the Asians are leading, right? 
But then when you look at uh, the the lowest rung, it's going to be the African-American or the black, what they call the so-called black man is going to be the least in every category slightly. All right. Uh, Except here in 50s, 50s and above, they're slightly ahead of Hispanic. All right. So you have a group here. uh, You have your 30s, 40s and 50s, 30s, 30s, 40s and 50s. So as you age, you should make a little bit more money for black men. It's not the not the case Uh, for white men, actually, too. Uh, the the income actually goes down in 50s, all right? But 40s is your peak earning years. So a lot of times I've been using that um, as a uh, a saying. Men's peak is in their 40s. Once you hit 40s, that's your peak. Now, people think I'm talking about your sexual peak because that's all you can think about. But no, your peak position in life, your peak status is going to be in your 40s. No, you don't have the stamina to blow backs out all day. You don't even have the time to do so. But your peak status symbol years are in your 40s. All right. And then going into your 50s. And then it declines significantly after 50. The average millionaire in our country, though, is age 62. They're not in their 30s. They're not in their 20s. Although there are millionaires in their 20s, they probably dribble a basketball or run a football past a goal line. Okay. So with that being said, as women are looking for an economically attractive men, man, they're looking at men in their 20s and t- 20 to 30, and this is what they see. This is what they see right here. Somebody says peak performance financially. You don't disagree. You don't disagree. See, I, you know, it's it's tough to be a speaker because people think they're disagreeing, but they agree. I literally, <laughs> right here, we have the statistic right here. It's right here. I mean, this is right here, average or median. They're, it's showing you 40s. That's when you take off. I mean, like uh, people take every word literally. Why do they got to think they disagree? You don't disagree. You you are agreeing with me. <laughs> no, it's technically in your fifties. Come on, stop, 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 stop it. Don't just disagree just to say you can disagree. You just don't like when people disagree with you. Now they you're like, look, no, they just want to disagree. No, don't disagree. We're on the same path. We're talking the same language. I disagree. You can disagree, but you can't be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> it was just the way it was said. Okay. Are we here? We're good. We're we're on the same path. All we're doing is acknowledging that in your 20s and 30s is not your peak years. That's all we're doing. All we're doing is acknowledging that when you're peak, when you're being selective or you're selecting, your 20s and 30s aren't your baby. <laughs> your main years. So here we go right here, 20s and 30s, women are looking to select a mate and men are struggling at this particular point. Now, except for Asian men, they're killing it. Now, what else is gonna happen here? Let's take a look at what the women are doing. Let's take a look at what the women are doing. Oh my gosh, right here. White women, 26 grand. Black women, 20 grand. Hispanic women, 22 grand. Asian women, 
30 grand. Now, the only way Asian women are taking an L on the median is when they are 50. All right. They are take a significant dip. But if you take a look across the board, Asians are winning again. All right. And then followed by whites and then blacks. And then the Latino women are taking an L. They're not taking an L. They're, I think it's a choice. All right. So these are choice earning gaps. But as you can see, women in this age group who are calling you broke, dirty, dusty, and they're 20 and 30 years old, they don't make what men average on a median make. All right. So this is what women are making, and they're looking for a mate. And this is what the men are doing. And so they're going, how can we find an economically attractive man? They might creep up to a guy in their 30s. But what are the women doing? They're getting better, but they're not that well off. And particularly the African-American so-called black woman, so-called African-American woman, she's not doing well as a whole. Which leads me to the point of the show. Which leads me to the point of the show. The reason why relationships, and you guys are seeing it now, inflation, the reason why all of this is happening, and I hope you agree. I hope you agree. Shout out to the brother that said he disagreed. Big YouTube content creator in the building. The reason why they'll never get back on track. The reason why love don't work the same. The reason why diets don't work the same is because most everybody is broke. Okay? Most everybody is broke out of their, they're in debt up to their eyeballs. And I'm telling you, it's scary. It is scary. The reason why marriages are collapsing, the number one reason for a failed marriage is finances. You can look it up. It's finances. And that stems and that creates basically other problems and fractures. A lot of people are brizoke. And they're trying to figure out what in the hell is going on. And a lot of times, remember what I said. I said a lot of people will take their tragedies and they'll try to find triumph. Which means, okay, I'm broke here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle my way to a relationship, and maybe that'll mask all of the other stuff. And this is where you get in trouble because then you try to broke date, you try to bro broke pump and dump. Women are trying to uh, hitch their wagon to a star. Women are desperately trying to find relationships, but they're trying to find it with what the top twenty percent of earners, and they are struggling. So when they don't do that, they say, oh, "Well, I'll just do bad all by myself." And they're leaving men on the table that they can build with. But of course, they don't want to build. Like the woman says, I don't want to build. I'm not trying to be uh, together, together with you in the mud. I want to get you. I'm going to play some clips. You guys ready for this? It's going to get ugly. Somebody says, what's the name of that graph coach? It's on the Social Security Administration. SS. Wait a minute. Social Security Administration research. Uh, you can just type in. What did I type in? Earnings of women. Earnings of women age by age and race. But it's on so SSA.gov and a whole bunch of stuff here. I'll try to link it in the description box. Let's play some scary, scary videos. Let's play this sister right here. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Sister, you see her? Hey, sis. There's that dynamic between black men and black women, that sister thing. All right, brother, that's my brother. That's my sister. That's an odd dynamic, wouldn't you say? 
All right, so let's go ahead and play her here. I had to change my video. Uh, share screen. Where are we at? Hold up. Oh, there she is. Where'd she go? Sister, you and I. Oh, my, my. Now, this is the reality that I've been telling you about, about women over age 40 and 50. We, we, dis we agree. <laughs> 40 plus. All right, so men, your, your age production, 40 plus, not just 40. All right, but women age 40 plus, this is their reality. Okay, this is their reality, and we're going to go ahead and share this fair use to this woman here. We are evoking our fair use privileges. Um, a lot of people are calling her names and all of that stuff. I'm going to just say this for a woman that's saying she's 50. This is not that bad. If this was a white woman, bro, she would look like the crypt keeper by that point. All right. But her face is pretty. Her skin is pretty smooth and her neck is pretty smooth to be 50. I wouldn't date her. All right. But uh, it is what it is. She ain't that bad looking for 50. All right. But again, she's not up to snuff on my in my category. Let's invoke the fair use privilege right here. All right. So anyway, fair use. We can use uh, copyright material or excerpt for criticism, news reporting, teaching and research. And we know all of that stuff. So don't be coming over on my channel mad that I used your clip. And guys, do not go to their channels. All right. Do not go to their channels. Hey, Dexter, do me a favor. You're going to end up getting blocked if you keep doing that. All right. So I know Dexter Barnes is playing the he's playing the troll on here, but he's using all the keywords to try to grab my attention. All right. So chill out. OK, so uh, let's see here. Shout out to the caramel cocoa butter, uh, dark chocolate. All right, uh, whatever, caramel, uh, cocoa, caramel kisses. How come they're always a flavor? All right, they're always a flavor. All right, so let's hear the system. Hi, I'm Michelle Smith. Welcome to my channel. All right, so of course I'm on chipmunk mode, so we got to change that. I created this channel for people who are like me, who are in debt, and if you want some accountability as well as some inspiration along the way, then this is the channel for you. I also created this channel to share my weight loss journey. So it's basically a channel for losing weight, physical weight and the weight of debt. So. All right, continuing on. In today's video, I am going to be sharing with you the reasons why I got into debt in the first place. All right. The reason why she got into debt, guys, this is the story of the American woman. Especially the African-American woman, the so-called African-American woman. Guys, they bitten from the apple of feminism so bad that by the time they hit 40 and 50 and they hit their worst earning years and their worst ability to actually attract a mate, they're sinking or they got to sink or swim. And it's bad news. Let's go ahead and listen to why she got into debt. And this is what they're not telling you guys. When you're when they're on dating apps and they're meeting you and they're talking about how bad you are and how you're a scrub, this is what they're hiding from you. I think I'm going to take my glasses off for this because I feel like Go I'm ahead, getting like a little bit of a glare. Yes, I can see that. Go ahead. So the first reason may be pretty obvious. Yeah. First reason that I got into debt yeah. in the first place uh -huh. is lack of self-control. <laughs> lack of self-control. So obviously she wanted to spin, spin, spin. She wanted the red bottom heels, not her in particularly, but we're talking about the consumers of America. They wanted the red bottom heels and so forth and so on. They wanted the handbags. They wanted the uh, 
Balenciaga and the Louis Vuitton and all of that stuff. And here it is. It's the $10 here spent, the $20 here spent on a credit card. You know, it was never really big, big amounts when it started out. It was really just a little here, a little there. And then what happens is when you get down the line, you're like, how did I get here? Yo, that's typically how uh, people who are physically imm immature operate. How did I get here? What? What do you mean I reached my limit on my credit card? It was just $20 here, $10 here. Uh, my limit is $500. It can't be more than $500 that I spent. Yes, it is. Because it started with these small amounts. And before you knew it, maybe an emergency popped up. And now you've compounded the problem. So at least that's how I found myself. in. She has an engagement ring on, by the way. Debt to begin with. The second reason I found myself in so much debt is simply not living on a budget. Now, let me say this. The word budget is not a dirty word. I know some people don't like the word budget because it sounds so constraining and in a way it is. But if you look at it differently, instead of looking at the glass half empty, let's look at the glass half full. When you're on a budget, what you are essentially doing is you're telling your money what to do, where to go. And those little expenses that just seem to pop up. When you plan properly and tell your money what to do, like you say, listen, money, I'm going to put you in this little savings account over here. This is stuff you learn when you're 16. I know, and it gets out of control sometimes when you're 20, but when you don't have family and you don't have leadership, male leadership, if you don't have your kids on the blue chip mindset, if you're not in a two-parent stable household or you don't have somebody that's fiscally responsible for you when they're raising you, who raised you? They're doing a terrible job. So these are the things that go um, unspoken about when people are raised in a broken home or an environment where broken homes are prevalent. And so you don't get this education. And then when you get out here, you're frivolous and you don't know how to budget and you have to learn in your fifties. It's sad. It, it's sad that you got to learn in your forties and fifties, this lesson and, and, and the melanated people in our country don't really start doing well until their forties and fifties. And if they don't ever do well, they're never going to do well, and they don't get these lessons early on. So anyway, let's go ahead and play this. For a short period of time, and I'm going to call you a sinking fund because I know that I like to shop on Amazon. And when Amazon Prime Day comes around, I'm going to have you do what I want you to do, which is buy these things that I want. So she's making a point, budget. Yes, she's she's got a good point. People do need the budget. I've been using budget spreadsheets that I've shared on my Money Mindset group for Sunday nights on Patreon. And I have a budget sheet there that's an Excel spreadsheet. I've been using it since I was in my early 20s. All right, early 20s. And you plug in all your budgeting and such. So um, they're learning this lesson too late because they don't have leadership. They they didn't need no man. But now they're 50 and a lot of people are in this position at 50, 45, 50 as such. And they're in trouble. So you plan for it. And so that is something that took me a while to learn Right now, I've learned that lesson. Right now, she learned it. It's too late. Very, very well. And that's what I'm doing to live on a budget. And so she's a consumer. Telling my money what to do. So the third reason that I find myself in so much debt, some people may say that this is stupid. Um, but for me at the time, it was critical. So I'm an animal lover. And uh-oh, uh-oh. Here it is. Another, another red flag, gentlemen. 
Pet owners are red flags, especially pet owners in their 20s. Pet owners in their 40s, 50s, if they're a woman and you're dating and they have pets, red flag. Run, run. Now, I know everybody likes their pet and all of that stuff, but pets get you broke. All right. If you're already on the budget living in an apartment and you got a dog, two dogs, three cats, this one, I can tell you probably overwhelmingly they're broke. And she's going to explain it. The dog mom, pet mom scenario broke. And I've always had pets and I had this. I've always had pets. So do you need one now? You don't need one. If you can't afford one, you don't need one. Cat named Catherine. Cat named Catherine. And she came to be very, very ill. She was all jaundiced. Here we so go. I rushed her to the veterinary hospital. Is a listen, I, I, I have a dog. My dog's name is Nova. I'm not too attached to pets that way. I don't consider them human beings, but they're nice and all. But people will pay extravagant funds to keep their pet alive. I know you got some sort of connection to it, but chill. Do, do not go broke over a pet, okay? Because the veterinarians are rich. People who own vet complexes, they're rich. And you're going to go broke over a sick cat. Let me go ahead. You're going to go broke over a sick cat. <laughs> Come on, man. And let me say this. They will not touch your animal until you pay up front. It just... That's just how the veterinary world is. And so I took out a 0% APR credit. You took out credit to help a sick pet. Card to pay for her expenses. I had a whole year to pay it off. But as you can imagine, I was not able to pay it off. In and somebody wants to marry that. I'm telling you, run if they have pets. Well, I like dogs, too, and my dog likes her dog. Run! This happened to me. I dated a woman whose pet got sick, and their parents had to pay $10,000 on a possibly repairing the pet. Ten grand. Because the pet swallowed a nut. Not a, not a nut, but a nut, like a screw. All right. Yeah. Ten grand. In a year. So I had all this extra debt because my cat got sick and I really wanted to try and save her life. Well, what's worse is she died anyway. Oh, so jeez. So here we go. These are the decisions. This is why when people get emotional about when I say, hey, if they got pets, don't deal with them. There it is right there. You're going to make that decision. And the, the, the pet died anyway. Five grand, zero APR. But then the APR jump 15, 20, 18, 20%. You in debt to the vet and the cat died anyway, bro. I tell you, man, this is America, though. These are the people. Oh, now I have all this debt. Yep. I'm not even going to tell you exactly how much from she don't her even one say. instance, but let's just say it was a few thousand dollars. She don't want to even say she's that embarrassed and she's sharing her story. And when I'm not making fun of her, but this is what I'm talking about. And, you know, I learned a costly lesson and that is have pet insurance. Honestly, if you love your pet, 
and you know that you will be that one to go broke over them, have pet insurance. I now have nationwide pet insurance for my dog, which covers her. She got a dog now. Well care as well as her sick care. It's an amazing plan and I really don't even pay that much for it. Anyway, that's not like a plug for nationwide, although they should be paying me for sharing them. The fourth reason I ended up in so much debt Here we go. is I did a debt consolidation without any plan after I've consolidated the debt. So whoa, 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 whoa. Let's rewind that. Let's rewind that. The reason why you're in so much debt is you had debt and you consolidated it with one of those commercial debt consolidation plans. <laughs> Guys, this is not abnormal behavior. This is normal behavior in America. The fourth reason I ended up in so much debt is I did a debt consolidation without any plan after I consolidated the debt. So basically I had all these credit card you know, bills, I consolidated them into this large lump sum on a personal loan. And what I ended up doing is because I didn't have a plan and I wasn't budget. No, you didn't have a man. That's what you didn't have. It's quite obviously you did not have a man. All right. And that's what you needed. I don't need no man. I can do it all myself. And then they're over 50 in this boat thing at the time. I ended up recharging up those same exact credit cards. Like they consolidated the debt, dropped the debt to zero on the credit cards, and she recharged money on those credits. Talk about a loss, of, like a total lapse in judgment. Now I have to pay off those credit cards and I have to pay off the loan. So don't make that mistake. If you know that you have no discipline or no plan in place, it's better to just try and pay off the cards individually instead of getting another loan to consolidate, consolidate, and then you end up charging all over again. Like now I'm at a point that's never happening again. But you don't have much time left. But I had to learn that lesson and it's an expensive one. So the fifth, and There's the final more? reason that I oh found my myself gosh. in so much debt what? is my van. Your van? So I have a handicapped child, special needs child. Um, oh, no. And he needed a handicapped accessible van. And I didn't have the money to just buy a van. <sighs> Wait a minute. So where was the daddy of said child? I This is an honest question you're sharing. Where the daddy be of this child? And I would love to know what age you had the child. And the thing is, the van had to be certain specifications to be modified. Now, thank God, Medicaid, New York State Medicaid paid for the modification of his van. But I still had to buy the van. What I will say is this, while I do have a lot of debt, I also have excellent credit. So I was able to get the money I needed to buy the van for him. In hindsight, you know, he's 20 years old. And 
with that said, these people think they're literally attractive as a mate. Now, she's not broadcasting herself as a mate, but this is a typical story. These people will have compound injury after compound injury. And they'll be like, what's wrong with me? Why won't you date me? Oh, my goodness. I probably should have started saving for this van a should. while ago. Yeah, but you were buying shoes and whatnot. I mean, had I not had all the credit cards that I there you go. probably could have done that. But again, it's all about planning. And I didn't plan very well in regards to that. It's not like he was ever walking. He He's not walked ever in his life. And he's 20. So I had to basically get a, an auto loan. And let me tell you, when I first got my auto loan, I got it from the dealership. It, the dealership. It was kind of an urgency to go and get it. And uh, urgency, uh, emergency. That means you're going to make a financial mistake. And I, I, what I should, should have done is I should have done my due diligence and looked around for loans. So the dealer saw me coming. Yep, they did. They already knew before you walked in the door, sister. They already knew. And the interest I got for that loan oh, no. was almost 6%. That's actually a well. lot for an auto loan. So I tried to refinance it right away and everybody turned me down because of course. it was too new of a loan. Right. You can't, you guys got to put, give the loan time. So what I did was I continued to pay the astronomical amount. It was like almost $600 a month to pay for this van. I continued to pay it. And when I got to a little over a year, I went to refinance and praise the Lord. There goes the Lord. The Lord was in this one. So we're going to stop this to get some super chats done. And that's not the last story, gentlemen. I got more. There's more. All right. So these are the things. If you're an older man, this is why older men that have their financial plan in order, they're not going to date someone like that. There's no way. I'm not saying she's wanting to be dated. What I'm saying is this is this is typical behavior, typical behavior. All right. So anyway. Let's do a couple super chats in here. Um, Clarence Gaston says, what's up, coach? I'm convinced my friend to go monk mode for a year. And then he increased his revenue from 50K to 130K. And then asked, and then I asked him, how does it feel to be in a six-figure club with us? Shout out to the coach gang. I got money. I got money. And if he's a brother, hey, you're in the 10%. You're in the 10% richest men in the country. I know it doesn't feel like that when you get the six figures. But you're in the 10% of richest men in the country. If not the world, I mean, if not the world, if you compare what's happening in the rest of the world, you're amongst the 10, 15 percent most wealthiest people in the world. All right. Uh, shout out to speaking my mind. These new men be like chicks with salamis, all feelings touching, <laughs> all feeling touchy. Yeah, man, they, they I, I can't stand when guys get in that situation. And, that, and oftentimes, if you unpack men who are in pursuit of relationships and they want love, if you unpack. Many of them are financially unstable. And I'm like, you're looking for either you're a hobosexual, you're looking for someone to share expenses with. This is doesn't not going to work for you. YouTube trash talker, never marry, never cohabitate, never impregnate, never into into any relationships with women that leave you legally, financially, or emotionally vulnerable. Um, this is this is the state that we're in now. I think people are taking advantage of people's vulnerability or they're taking advantage of people financially there's women right now i want to get married i want to get married and then what's going to happen they, they want to pass on debt or they want they they want a financial bailout 
It's not that hard to understand unless you're under 22, you're 22, um, 23 as a female. Your, your plan's not necessarily financial, but once you get 25, 26, 27, I would be looking at them with the side eye. Obviously, they probably go get a private investigator, tell them to look up that bankruptcy because it's probably there. Look up those credit card debts. Look up that student loan debt. Drizzit, 12. Hey, coach, I don't have Venmo. Any other way I can pay? Well, send it to the Cash App. Uh, links in the description box. Then that's the way we can do it if you don't have a Venmo. Or you can sign up for a Venmo. That's how I'm keeping track of the pot over there. All right, that's how I know what the pot is. Otherwise, I'll get confused as to what what is. So there's the Cash App. Street Fighter says LeBron is the modern J day Jerry West, always taking L's in the finals. Game over. Game over. That finals record ain't going to work the same. All right, but it's impressive. But it, the finals record is impressive, but it ain't going to work the same. Gavito, happy national equal payday, folks. So this show is very timely. It's national equal payday. And so there's another hint, and I've been saying that in my book, this push for equality pay. Is, is meaningless. It's a meaningless discussion because women are expensive by themselves. So um, even if they made equal money, doesn't mean that they would have, doesn't mean that they would solve their problem. They need to make 10, 20% more than men for it to even be uh, a moot point because it's expensive being a lady. It's very expensive. Men, we don't need for much. We don't have this need for consumerism for too many things. There's toys that we like. You know what I mean? Like we can go over and over and beyond on toys, whatever your hobby is. Sure, we can get expensive there. But in terms of, oh, there's another handbag. There's another black pair of shoes. There's another dress. We don't have that problem. We can literally rock. If you wear suits, you can get three sports coats, three pair of slacks and rotate them damn things. All right. You can survive on one suit, maybe two suits <laughs> and a couple pairs of slacks if you're a suit guy. Uh, women got to get six, eight, 15 dresses, eight, eight pair of shoes to match their pants. Oh, these shoes match. It's, it's expensive. Then you throw in makeup, hair, haircuts, cut and color. All right. Then you want to throw in the rest, uh, 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 Botox and lip plumper and plastic surgery. It's expensive, bro. Okay. Yeah. I literally got, I literally rotate between two and three pair of jeans, but I got eight pair of jeans. But I rotate between the two and three I like the best. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. Nobody cares about what men's jeans are. Who cares? All right. If you do care, if you're a female, look at his jeans. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> All right. So anyway, Raul says uh, people just like argument, arguing semantics to try and prove their intelligence, but it hardly ever works in their favor. Be quiet and take, uh, take in all the game. Yeah, see, I, it was a semantic argument, right? And so, you know, shout out to the guy. He's a big YouTube content creator. But a lot of times people are like, no, you, you know, you're wrong about this. I'm like, well, I, it was a semantic. It's the way I phrased it that, that he disagreed with. But we're on the same page, all right? Uh, uh, Abel returns to Eden, says, much love again, dear coach. Speaking facts again, one prediction, the Supreme Court will form, formally legalize Polygyny by 2030, guaranteed. Put a stamp on it. They're going to pack the court. I'm surprised they haven't packed the court yet. Have we got that black woman in as the Supreme Court justice yet? We haven't even started the confirmation hearings yet. So, um, yes, I think 
I think a lot of things will be legalized. Polygyny by 2030? Well, I'm in the year 2030 now. This is my hologram speaking. Maybe next year. All right, maybe 2031. So I'm not there yet. Thank you, Abel Returns to Eating. Dave G, man, what the hell, coach? She looks like Mark Lamont Hill. There would be a particular criticism about, I've already did the race of women yesterday, so I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that. But sometimes we be looking like brothers and sisters for real. All right, Raul says, she too, she says, she too damn close to the cemetery to learn, well, sorry, she too close to the cemetery to be learning how to budget. Again, the reason why people are doing this is they learn the hard way. We don't have home training. We don't have two parents. We don't listen to our two parents if we have them. Uh, I don't need no man. I can do this by myself. And then, guys, a lot of women are running into this problem. Men are running into this problem, but we're acknowledging that. Women run into this problem, but they hide it until it's too late. They hide it. I'm going to play a video and show you. BBM, Young Diesel, another YouTube content creator. Shout out to you. Shout out to all the content creators that follow me. I'm going to have to follow that one guy. I know I went off on him a little bit, but. He says, good morning, coach. Just catching up on your videos again. 2021, I reached 118K for the year. Thanks to your blue chip mindset videos. Thank you for all you do. Hashtag coach gang. Shout out to you. He's at 118K. Remember the free agent lifestyle. The purpose was to remove yourself, unplug yourself for a period of time in which then you can get back onto your feet and then you're, you're going to have a standards change. You're going to realize what you were doing and it was basically working yourself backwards in either pursuit of relationship, love, romance, sex, or whatever it is. Pull yourself back, get yourself in, in position, and then recalibrate. Many times, you may not want to go into a relationship after that. It doesn't mean you're going to be absent of relationships. You're just going to not cohabitate and then try to make that repair uh, along the way and build. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Uh, King Chris says, Hey, don't doubt the, the coach's haters. He says he is the truth. In regard to the chart for men, I am now 32 and about to hit 100K annually. Just now about to hit my stride. So now I can say, I got man, I remember King Chris has been here for a long time, brothers. And I'm glad to hear that you're 32 about to hit your 100K. It's possible. It is possible, guys. All right. Last one. And I'm going to go on. T-Man says, when talking about pets, might need the advisory up. These folks don't play with animals. That's true, too. When I said it, I was kind of like, uh-oh. That one could piss people off about the pets thing because, you know, in our country, pets have more rights than children at some times. You know what I mean? We'll let our children go, oh, well, hell, you know, starve. But you can't, you know, they wouldn't let a dog do that, right? Uh, so I do need the advisory up on that one. So if I offended anyone on that, it wasn't to put pets down. It was to let you guys know in situations like this, you will put yourself in financial peril and it's not going to work out for you. And it and it's a pet. You know, I don't. I wouldn't do that. Like if my dog started costing me money, I would have to I would have to put the dog. Um, I would have to board the dog and say, hey, I mean, this is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So. Um, or you could be on the street with your pet if that's what you want to do. All right. But you know, some people have to make that decision. Where are we at? Rest in peace to T-Mon. He died on the day of a wedding five years ago. All right. Rest in peace to T-Mon. 
let's get to another horror story. Not horror or horror story. Horror story. So we're going to take her story down. And we're going to talk about this woman. Why is she like that? All right. Why is she looking like that? And please don't go to these people's pages and harass them. And young lady, we're going to feature your video on this channel. And I have to do this to, to rookies. I have to let you know about my fair use uh, uh, privileges here in YouTube. Because they will come in here and be mad and be like, wait a minute, you use my video and these people are coming to my channel and they'll kind of go try to do censor you and stuff. Hey, listen, this is a teaching point. We're teaching people about economics here and, and red flags. All right, more red flags than the Chinese parade. All right, so um, here we go right here. This woman says, I'm broke as hell. Tell me something I didn't know. I'm opening, he says, opening up about my $155,000 in student loan debt. Now, I tell you what, her living scenario looks a little bit better than the sister, the 50-year-old sister, but this is what she's working towards. She's living like this now, might be a bedroom in her parents' house, but I guarantee you by 50, she's going to be living like that sister. And a lot of women that, look, I'm going to tell you, she doesn't have any signs of being broke. She has the makeup done. Why is her head tilted like that at the beginning of the video? She has gold chains, gold teeth, gold chain wearing, fly chicken and biscuit eating, monkey ape bamboo. No, I'm just playing. Anybody know that? That's do the right thing. And she has her hair did and all of that stuff. Let's take a listen. If you haven't read the title. Of course, we got the chipmunk mode here. A lot of women dating you on dating apps. A lot of women that be at bars and clubs. A lot of people that be looking for uh, relationships. Here they are. Of this video. Of course you wrote the title of this video. Why else would you click on it? Oh, am I nervous? Oh, am I nervous? Ah. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Marina. Welcome back to my channel. And today we're going to be delving in. This is actually the second time that I've filmed this video. And the first one I hated. Such a mess. Like, I wouldn't stop crying. You know, just, you know. But this video is going to be about the fact that... I'm an idiot. I've been really Okay, so here we go right here. She says, I'm an idiot. Now, again, when you see them out in public, when you see them on their phone, when you be them, see them being snooty and you walk up to them with your approach game and you're like, hey, what's going on? And they just missing you. When they're saying they need a man that's economically attractive, when they're saying they want a guy who's the three sixes or the six sixes, all right? The reason why is because they're broke and I know the secret. The secret's out. The secret is out, fellas, on my end. I can walk down the street. I can walk down the street and know that the majority of women I'm looking at are broke. Statistically, I know it. Not only broke, meaning you don't make enough money. You might have a good salary, but simply having a good salary does not mean you're financially stable. So you make 65K, but you're in $155,000 in student loan debt. And I know this is going to be about the fact that I'm an idiot. I've been reluctant to film this for a really long time because I I don't want this channel to be about stuff like this. Like, who wants to make videos about, like, how a decision they made when they were 18 will affect the next decade of their life? You know, just girly things. Okay, so they she fell for, she fell for the trap. Uh, anytime you engage with the banks, house traps, mortgage traps, debt, student loan debt, all right, everybody should know this, and I'm teaching this in the blue chip mindset of preparing for this in advance. Obviously, her parents didn't prepare for this in advance, or they let her do something like this. 
Okay. A lot of millennial, a lot of millennial and Gen Z people are being put through this because a lot of Gen X and baby boomers didn't prepare their children for this. They went out here and got house poor and thought they were making it only to find out uh, they, that, they, that they lost their house in 2008 or they were underwater in their loan or they could not refinance and they couldn't pay for their kids college. This is why people aren't blue chippers. She's in pain right now. She's in pain. But people are making they're getting in bed with the banks and they don't know it's a trap. Let's start off at the beginning. A little backstory. Here we go. I just graduated in May from Pennsylvania State University. Penn State is an awesome school. I had a great experience. I loved it. it she was on that carousel. She was on that carousel. In the streets. By the way, Penn State or the state pen. All right. Mm. If you know Penn State University, there's a there's a penitentiary outside of the school grounds there. So it's state pen or the Penn State. It would be easier to talk about this if I hated it, because then I'd be like, oh, wasn't worth it. And to an extent, it, it wasn't worth it. But also that like breaks my heart to think that because I met some of like the best friends I have. I wouldn't be. I am today without it so in a way I don't regret it but also in a way wow that was so dumb so originally the plan was to major in forensic science master's degree in forensic psychology become a forensic psychologist you know work with murders and things like that like that would have been fun right hey what's up you guys uh fun hey you were going there to get an education and you're gonna get a fun career where you're gonna be CSI Miami you're going to be CSI New York. Uh, that's what you thought. <laughs> Psych. I got to school, realized that I suck at chemistry. Really? There goes the STEM. Suck in science. You should have dropped out then. That should have been your first warning. They need chemistry if you're going to be a biology, forensic science, you know? You didn't know. <laughs> you should have sat down with your counselor. What classes do I need? to be a forensic scientist and be on CSI Miami. Uh, biology, chemistry, physics. Oh, hell no, I'm out. Apparently. Didn't think that through. Don't know. This is what happens, man. This is the rebellion. This is why women need male leadership. I'm convinced. I have daughters. My daughter should be listening to me or you're on your own. This is going to be my daughter. Oh, but I want to do, I want to do. Okay, you pay for it yourself. And it ain't going to work out. Nine times out of ten, it's gonna, it's going to literally, uh, we're gonna talk about that later. And why I thought it would be a good idea, especially because, um, can you see my knee that I'm not wearing, like actual bottoms? Like I'm, I mean, I'm wearing bottom. I'm just wearing. Is she trying to sell me some peace leave? What the hell are you doing, girl? She like, all right, let me get away out of this debt. Pajama bottoms. This is especially embarrassing if you can't actually see my knee. Like I was saying, the Nobody plan see was that to go knee. to school is very selective across the country. Like there's not a lot of schools that have this major. I was like, well, if there's not a lot of schools that have this major and you have to go to a good forensic science school forensic to science. get a job in forensic science after the fact, I might as well go to the best in the country. Penn State and Texas A&M are tied for number one in the country for forensic science. So I was mm, Wow. Wow. Boy, they really did a number on people, and particularly women, young women.
they really you're gonna consider between Penn State and Texas A&M. Where the what? Oh my gosh. And you don't have a clue on how to you're gonna take general ed. She don't even have no plan. It's like perfect. I'll go to Penn State because it gives you the option to start off on a branch campus and then transfer into the main campus. You know, I'm being smart about it. Like No, you're not. Starting off on a branch campus, it's cheaper. You're bro you're programmed. Right, so cheap. Yeah, $100,000 in debt. $155,000 in debt. Actually, I wish it was $100,000 in debt. But that was the plan. And then I got there, and then I was like, yikes. This ain't it. This isn't it. And I wish so badly I had listened to everyone that was like, Oh, here it comes. Don't pick a school based on your major. Saved me so much heartache, but here I am now. My payments start next month. And I'm freaking out about it. I know I'm smiling right now, but it's to that point where I'm kind of just numb. So how did she put these clips in here? Um, I've been telling you, when you're seeing them walking down the street, when you're seeing them acting like, mm, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, these guys are jerks. When you see them doing that, they're inside, dying on the inside. When you see them out partying and having fun, especially when they're young, they're dying on the inside. Oh my God, it's kids for me. Despite the last video that I made 10 minutes ago, just bawling my eyes out. Um, <laughs> I have 16 loans, eight of which are federal loans, and I'm not really worried about those. I have eight that are private, and those suck because they're 10 to 12% interest, which is insane. If you ask literally anybody outside of the U.S., they would think that that's, that's not real. Like, they wouldn't believe you because that's just immoral for a government to, to be okay with private lenders you you guys did that man that was your fault <laughs> that's your fault you guys got in bed with this charging you 10 to 12 percent interest it's fine i'm fine and i've checked the minimum loan payments for uh -oh. two loans uh -oh. two out of the eight and one is 500 and some change and the other is almost 200 i'm too scared to check the rest of them and it's kind of just like one of those things where it's like it's something super overwhelming and every single time you think about it you cry your eyes out and like every time someone brings it up and start freaking out you do the only thing that you know will make you not cry which is ignoring it and this is what they do with you i'm gonna just ignore it i'm gonna go out here try to find me a man who makes six figures so you can pay this off and that's what i've been doing I've been but a lot of people aren't gonna find that man anymore so they're stuck. They're going to be in catch 22. This is why they then vote for Biden. All right. This is why they say, oh, they're going to cancel the debt. I'm voting for them. And blatantly ignoring it and not completely like I have tried to refinance my loans, but I haven't been approved for any of the refinancing of my loans. And I'm hearing my voice crack and I need to suck that back in because that's not that crap ain't going to fly. I've been nope. I've been trying and nothing is working and it's really frustrating and i i fell for the glamour of college of the american college dream of, of going and finding a job that is high paying and so she talking about feminism that's what she fell for feminism <laughs> shout out to abl hey man we got some heavy hitters in the building boy we got the one brother that had two million subs. We got ABL who should have a million subs by now. We had uh Maury's in the building who got almost a million and so. 
heavy hitters in here. Here we go. Here we go, brothers. Being able to pay it off really quickly. And that's what I was told. I'm a first That's generation. what you, you were so, feminism's a lie, bro. College graduate. So my parents didn't have any experience going into it. My siblings didn't have any experience going into it. So I went into it kind of blind. I filled out all my own FAFSAs. I filled out all the information and did everything on my own. And uh, now four years later, it came and bit me in the butt and it, it didn't really come as a surprise. I knew it was coming every single year after I filled out a loan application and I signed the papers, I would cry for like two days, but, um, they have no plan outside of that. Like if you literally be like, okay, don't go to college then. Well, what do I do? Let's figure it out, ma'am. You got a whole bunch of options. Well, maybe you can marry a man. All right, when you're 21, instead of racking up debt. No, I'm too young to marry. No, you ain't. All right, you need to go get under a man and his leadership and follow his leadership. Go find you one. No, I can't do that. Well, you're eventually going to end up having to do that. Okay, with a hundred, now you got $155,000 worth of debt. And now you're going to want to have to get up under a man. But now it's too late. You're done. You know, when you're in it and you... You're graduated and time is a ticking. It hits differently. Time <laughs> um, is a ticking. So now we're here. And I don't really know what to do at all. And I've been panicking for months. I like the second I walked across stage, I like was like, crap. <laughs> like, what do I what do I do? Guys, this is most women, brothers. This is most women. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this. This is most Americans. Let me just say it like that so people don't get offended. This is most Americans. But when you come across women under the age of 28, this is most of them. I swear to God it is. Trust me, it is. I do now. I knew like my freshman year, all of America. Maury said, remember, gentlemen, women's debt literally is affecting our political landscape. This is the reason why Biden was even voted in. 100% facts. The only reason why, and he's not canceling that debt anytime soon. Because college experience was a scam unless you got a full ride, basically. But even then, it's just that we live in a nation that's very corrupt in so many ways. We're very corporate-led. We prioritize so many things that shouldn't matter, that are immoral. And one of them is to charge an obscene amount for an education and if you ask someone in europe they're not going to understand that well that's called feminine guys that's called feminism bro i mean i've explained and broken this down so many times that's what you fell for let's just call it what it is you fell for the scam the scam of i'm gonna go get my own money i'll be a ceo ceo at 32 i'll, I'll make all this money i'll have my own money i don't need no that's what you fell for you know it, it's it's here it comes. Such a, a feeling of hopelessness when you're just indebted to something. It's not like I don't have any money. It's I have negative money. And to come to terms with that at 22 years old. 22. And just like realizing that. 22. Oh. This is why you're going to see what's happening next is happening. Okay. You guys think that's bad. Check this out.
You guys are literally stop signing up for server two. You're done. Hey, 155, 155K, you're done. You better get on OnlyFans. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I'm here today with another video for you all. But before I jump into today's video, I apologize for shit behind me being kind of like a mess, kind of not looking like that stuff should be placed there. I was vacuuming yesterday. Man. Ago and just left following me for quite some time now you guys know that my channel consists of braces obviously <laughs> story times of me with boy she can make a whole bunch of money in prawn right now horrible dating experiences horrible like sexual experiences with men maybe something bad happened i get on here and i like to sit down talk it out and share it with you guys like what this is an iron aboard Kaylee too. Happened to me because honestly, maybe you guys can find like some commonality, some common grounds to the shit that I've gone through. Or maybe it's kind of like, okay, so this is what Chelsea went through. Maybe I can walk between opposite sex or just like situations with sex and, and everything. And out. I think that with me having no filter on this channel, it's really been able to open up like a common ground that we can all like relate with one another. We can all relate. I, th I don't think women know what men want. This is Lilith stare. This is this is literally Lilith. I don't think women really know, and they don't care, and they want us to change what we want. She could be an attractive Kaylee, but she's overdoing it. Like that, yeah. We all get fucked over with things. We've all had bad experiences, but you know what? You gotta pick yourself up and you gotta keep running because if you sit and dwell on that situation, you're never gonna get ahead anywhere. And I feel like I'm talking a million miles a minute just because I feel like I'm in a really good mood right now and I want to sit down and film. But I'm telling you, she cries every night. She cries every night. And you guys got to know this about women. I live with women, man. When they go out, they act like they can run the world. Who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? And then when they go home, they be in there crying, bro. <laughs> So if you guys are interested in watching today's video, I am talking about my sugar daddy experience. Uh -oh. It's only happened once and I've kind of touched on this story. I have definitely touched on this story, but sitting and thinking like, oh my gosh, was this a sugar daddy experience? Like I had to ask my friend Austin, if you're watching this Austin, I'm dropping names. So it's only going to be yours and nobody's really going to care. Austin is uh, the dude in Zoe's video. Whatever, Zoe. That's Austin. So he tells me, he's like, that was definitely a sugar daddy experience. And I think you should talk about it. So that's what I'm doing today, sitting down and talking about my sugar daddy experience. Now, so, like remember when we talk about a lot of the things, I, these are another lesson for you. A lot of the things that you uh, don't see from women, you think they're not doing it, but they're doing it. But it's just kind of hidden underneath. They're not doing it out in the open. They're also choosing, they're not choosing you, but they're choosing other situations. She's going to break down a scenario that is going to tell you it's going to confirm a lot of what, what I've been telling you, but you've been trying to buck me and say that, that, that that's not true. Let's go ahead and listen. Like I said, yes, I've had a sugar daddy experience. I am not like I'm not someone who goes and looks for sugar daddies because that is not something I'm into. I like to work for myself. I like to make my own money. I like to support myself. I never want. Yeah, but. I like to support myself. I like to make my own money. But the problem is you can't keep up with that lifestyle. All right. You might be able to pay your rent and that's it. All right. And then you're going to want to do the extra stuff. This is why they go on seeking arrangements. This is why they choose the sugar daddy over you. This is why you can't get. Listen, it is what it is. It is what it is. But you're going to find out why she selected that particular option as opposed to. Uh, and then when it's too late, she's going to be saying. And that's you. 
want to be reliant on someone to support me because that will that can always backfire towards you and they can like take stuff away hold on let's play that again my own money i like to support myself i never want to be reliant on someone to support me because this is the feminist program this is the i don't want to be reliant on someone to support me then they'll get a sugar daddy oh that's okay all <laughs> right but no husband no because that will that can always backfire towards you and they can like take stuff away they can limit you i don't like control i like being in control i don't want you got a sugar daddy someone controlling me so i like for this situation it was really odd that i found myself in this situation like there was multiple red flags just uh Starting with yourself. Being with this guy. One, he was married. You guys know all about the story about the married man. But it married. There it is. Instead of going out, being with you, uh, try to. She's she's in bed with a married man. Continuing. In a sense, he was like a sugar daddy to me because he would buy me things for me to keep my mouth shut. This guy was buying me Prada and other name brands that are. She didn't turn it down, did she? High up there. He was taking me on weekend trips to Banff. He she didn't turn. Guys, here it is. She didn't turn it down, did she? She was on the boat. She was taking the trips. She was taking the handbags. And she didn't stop. But I, she didn't want a man that was supporting and controlling her. Yet she's in a, she's in a situation because of the money and the bags and the gifts and whatnot. And then five years later, 10 years later. And that's you. She taking the trips was whining and dying in my ass like there was no tomorrow and, and this kind of situation that i found myself in now that i think about it i feel like i was kind of like pulled in to him spoiling me in a sense there it is and he kept doing this honest to god like i believe he she's putting it all on his lap she's putting it on his lap meanwhile you were taking the gifts was doing this just because he was worried that i might find out that he was married and once I did find out that he was married, the gifts and the trips became even more prominent. We did more things. He gave me more stuff. He never. No, you took more stuff. You took more trips. Come on. He gave me more stuff. You took more stuff. You went and took more trips to restaurants. You took more trips. This is crazy, man gave me like actual physical money he would only buy me stuff he would take me out for dinners and it was always like very like low-key hidden it was not like there it monstrous. is he was never telling people like about me or anything no one knew about us and i i think like why so remember i said they do these things and you don't see it i don't see these uh sugar daddy i don't see these things coach they're doing it and they do it in the place where you don't see it brothers I honestly enjoyed that situation is because it was private. It was so fucking private. It was private. There you go again. Mysterious. And to oh. me, like it, it was kind of like scandalous because I found out that he was married like halfway through our relationship. Oh. And to me, that kept that got my gears going. And I thought, oh my God, like, yes, I gotta keep doing this because it was sexy to me. It oh. was scandalous. And I really enjoyed it. Remember, I said be mysterious. Be mysterious. They like that. They think it's, oh boy, the, the mysterious. There it is again. Because when you're in that situation, now I would never, ever, ever 
want to be the other woman ever, never, ever, ever. I didn't want to be the other woman in that situation. But you were finding myself with that guy and just his lifestyle and everything was very intriguing, very addicting. I like that lifestyle. Prior to leading up to me, finding out that he was married. It was like, no, I'm not married. I'm getting a divorce. She doesn't live here. She's moved out. You're fine. You're good. Everything is being settled. You don't have anything to worry about. I had no idea that he had no intentions of getting a divorce. I had no idea that he had children. And I am not being anyone's mother. I am not being like a home wrecking whore or anything. <laughs> the the way she can, what do they call it? Cognitive dissonance? The way she can disconnect herself like that and act like she's not this and she's this, but she's actually that. She's disconnected. This is bipolarism. She's disconnected who she is from who she wants to be. And she can't believe that's who she is. So she's saying that's not her. This is unreal. But this is what you're dissing. This is what you're dealing with. I am just like being with a guy because we just like clicked and it was like a good time because we were doing a lot of things. AKA. I got money. It was the money. It wasn't about the money. He gave me, he kept giving me bags. He kept giving me shoes. He kept giving me trips. He kept giving me dinners. He kept whining and dining me. <laughs> he went down the route of being super emotionally attached. There was no sexual intimacy. I think the most like we did was like maybe make out if that. I can't even say like we really made out because. You know that. <laughs> you know that's a damn lie. You know that's a damn lie. Hit the like button. She said we didn't barely, but oh my God. Now you know she lying. She done slobbed all over that knob. We did look. She looking away. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh my God. All right, continuing on. I've made out before, and what I did with him was not making out. And I think emotionally intimate relationships are so scary because your brain and your mind can get so wrapped up in that one person just based upon emotions that you don't like your body runs off of your endorphins just from your compatibility with that person. Now that this has happened almost a year later, I'm looking back at it and I'm seeing like, I had time to really rationalize everything in my head. I no, you had time to make up excuses and, and dodge accountability. All right, look, go, go ahead. I do not condone going after married men or men who are in relationships it's tacky don't do that to yourself don't allow yourself to have that label on your shoulders or anything because it's not worth it so years later she's gonna claim that she's a good suitable mate and you're not gonna privately investigate her you're not gonna ask these questions she's not gonna share this with you and she's gonna say and that's you and you're gonna think that she's fine what's wrong with this attractive woman and you're gonna find out let's go ahead and continue do you really want to be known as the other woman? Like, there's so much single dick out there. You don't have to go over, like, the ones that have, like, baggage. I see. But the 80-20 rule is in full effect. He was a very distraught man. Within his marriage, within his job, we were in the same profession. He was doing real estate, and I was doing real estate. Where you were broke, and he was a successful real estate agent. At the same time, different brokerages. Nowhere did I see through that time or relationship that I was with him. He was never ignorant to me. He seemed like he was the happiest and most calm when he was with me. Now, once I found out that he was married, his attitude completely changed because he actually like just dropped off the face of the earth for a while. 
and he wasn't talking to me or anything and he was just with the life i don't so she she kept him around she still act she still wanted to interact with him at the time i don't like dealing with wives or like married women because they're they're cattier than fucking girlfriends okay and i just i have no desire to ever go down that road again so this is why women that are she's somewhat attractive you know she's attractive you know it is what it is she's overly made up but this is what they're doing when you can't find them when you're swiping for big women on tinder this is where they are they're doing this type of stuff but she was obviously she was pissed off because i was like i'm half her fucking age i was well, well here we go it's half her yeah literally like half her age and, uh -oh. I still am. and her husband was in his early 50s uh-oh uh-oh did i hear the infamous them younger girls don't want you here it is there it is the junior college i've got money uh-huh there it is them younger girls you can't get no younger girls them younger girls don't date grandpas and older men them younger i always hear it and i'm sitting there going where what world are you in it's happening all the time gentlemen undefeated i'm undefeated i can find i see it on a daily basis i live this life now if again if you're in a small city you're not going to see this but uh oh again the junior college again cattier than fucking girlfriends okay and i just i have no desire to ever go down that road again but she was obviously she was pissed off because i was like i'm half her fucking age i was half her yeah literally like half her age and i still am and her husband was in his early 50s and did i find anything weird about that I, not really because honestly not really i didn't find anything weird about it you can't get them younger girls younger girls don't want you younger girls don't want grandpas they do it over and over and over again you just don't see it guys the age to me doesn't define someone age is only a number you can be compatible with someone and they can be like 30 years older than you there's such a misconception when you're money. going oh this person has to be this age or you're with that person she must be in it for the money not the case at all because like i knew that this guy had money i knew that he was well taken care of on I his own like financially money. but that is not why i was driven towards him like <laughs> don't lie that's not why i was driven to him if you're driven to him because he has leverage and he has access yes money has to do with that and then you're going to be easily finessed or easily uh lean to that as opposed to building with a guy it's too simple i really enjoyed his company i was coming out of a six-year relationship he was supposedly coming out of a divorce so we were kind of using one another as like a shoulder to cry on but seeing how he was treating the situation as buying me the gifts taking me places whining and dining me i see it now that he was kind of doing all those things taking those big moves and buying me those kinds of things just because I think he really wanted me to keep everything on the down low and keep my mouth shut. Uh, I think your mouth was not going to be shut completely. From telling people because he made it very clear that we were not together, even though we were together and he later mentioned it and was like, we're together. It was just, it was a really like big mind fuck and it was a total mess. I don't 
I don't uh, suggest anyone to be doing anything like that because it's not worth it. He made it very clear to me not to let people know that I would even come to his home. He would pick me up, he'd park in the garage, we'd walk into like from the garage into the house and everything, nor would he ever want to take me out somewhere where we- So again, when I tell you that these things are happening and you say, no, that's not true, I don't see that. The, re the reality is you're not going to see it most times. It's happening undercover, the cover of night. She's driving in his Mercedes Benz, getting dropped off in his garage, walking upstairs. He's leading her upstairs and blowing that back out. You're not going to see it, guys, but it's happening. It's happening. We could go ahead and just like be casual and comfortable with one another maybe for a coffee just a starbucks in the evening or something definitely not because we might run into someone that maybe one of us know and they might question because he was a very prominent figure in that city like not many people know only a couple people know yeah but remember they only kiss right they didn't date but they, they're going through the garage and you're sneaking in through the garage at his house when the wife's not there, uh-huh, yeah. Who I was with, and it's only people who are very close to me. I don't like to divulge that because I don't want a bigger label on me than what was put on me with his wife and with him. Because God knows who she told and everything. He wanted to, like, keep everything under wraps. He wanted to make sure that everything was okay and everything was fine. And he really let me know that, you know what, I'm taking you on this vacation, on these trips. You have to, like be with me when I want you to be. It was never like, I could never call him up and be like, oh, let's do something. It was only on his time when he saw fit. And it makes total sense to me because looking back at it, he had a wife, he had kids. And now whenever I was at his house, like I have no idea where his wife or his kids were. I knew there were rooms that I was not allowed to go into or to like see because he closed doors right away and just kept everything really hid and really concealed. I don't know how she was like always gone all the time. Maybe she worked. I never got into it because I really don't fucking care i hate being right i hate being right we're gonna do some super chats but here you go another prime example another prime example of why why are relationships not occurring because there's a lot of women doing this right not and then when i say a lot doesn't mean i'm saying 90 percent but a lot of them, especially when they're young, they start off doing this. And when you're coming up, you're a young dude trying to make your way and you're trying to approach game and you're trying to do all these things. And everybody keeps blaming me. You are you don't know what I'm like, you know, the people who are pickup artists, they're like, hey, no, he don't know what he's talking about. Just do this, do that. When you're approaching them and they got this stuff in the background, like spyware, <laughs> they're hiding debt. They're hiding sugar daddies. They're hiding being with married men. They're hiding the fact that they're going on trips and vacations. She probably posted pictures of herself on Instagram on these trips, but didn't post him. They had an agreement not to post him. She's getting handbags, cars, shoes. All right. She's getting uh, wine and dine. And this is in the background. You're supposed to approach these women, these three women. Okay. This is why I say approach game is dead because they got too much going on. You're supposed to approach game her. You're supposed to approach game her. The black woman that's fit. You're supposed to. This is what they got going on in the background. Okay. This is why 50% or better women are single. Now, do all of them have this going on in the background? No, but too many to actually go ahead and compare. This is why I hire a private investigator on them. Let's get into these super chats. T-Man says, um, oh, yes, he, he talked about I should have put up the disclaimer. You're right. Mr. Nonchalant, people will do for their pets what they won't do for themselves. The cat died anyway. Price is wrong. 
Yeah, I guarantee you. I mean, like she wouldn't even do that for her husband, what she did for her cat. <laughs> T-Bomb. All right, Mimic the second. I found my dog on the road. It was a little puppy somebody had dumped. I love my dog, but she ain't cheap, and it restricts when and where you can travel. And boarding costs cost a lot of money. So, yeah, um, you know, I learned that because I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Vegas. And then I said, I was like, oh, wait, I got to board my dog. I was just going to just take off one weekend. I was like, oh, wait. But my dog was too young at the time to board. Um, so then I had to wait until she was old enough. She got her adult teeth, all her or her puppy teeth fell out. Then you have to get her spayed. Then you have to for people to uh, to board your pet. Then they have to go through a. um. Some places want to go through an evaluation of your pet because if they have an open, you know, they're not caging them all the time and they're letting pets go out in the open. Well, then they got to have a uh, they got to see how they act with other pets if they're completely scared the whole time. So it's a whole damn charade, right? Board having a pet and then and then taking off and then you got to pay the cost. So add that to the trip, add that to the cost of the trip. So shout out to so this is just advice for people who want a pet. Um, it actually is like having a kid. It's gonna restrict you uh, more than you believe. Uh, Mehmet the second shout out to you shooting from the sky or shutting from the sky. Shout out to you and says wow. All right, Mehmet the second shared the female delusional calculator at work and women be mad in their mind. See, I don't think they're delusional in the fact that they all think they can get this certain type of guy. I think what it is, is they need this certain type of guy in their life. Now, when you add the height requirement and all of that stuff, yeah, that's kind of silly. But the financials are more important. And then it's about how connected they are. But this goes to say then, let's say I have a good, I have a good rapport with women. I have a very good rapport with, with women, right? I'm not arguing with women when I'm with them. You know, I know how to develop a rapport with them, talk to them and get them where they need to be, all right? So I know how to sell them a dream, but it's not lying to them, okay? So, um, and I'm not being pushed over. I can get to where, I, I can get to point A to point B. The problem is most men that can do that are oftentimes successful. They have more chances at women. They basically can talk, game them, or just talk them into it. They're gonna be more attractive, more mysterious, provide more opportunities, be able to splurge for a $200 Date, date with no problem. And these women are going to go, wow. You're going to be able to wow factor a woman who's most of the time going to be in debt or in financial peril. And so if I can show you, here's my car, here's my, here's my home, here's a $200 dinner, you're ahead of the game. You're going to be ahead of the game. And those women are automatically going to start pining for you if you have good rapport. It's a home run for her. And she's going to try to tuck her way in to your life, knowing that what you have other women, you might have a wife, you might have kids, and they'll still, they'll still try to tuck their way in. Why? Because they broke. I got money. They broke, broke, broke. They're looking for that bailout, and they're hoping maybe one day he'll give up being a player. Maybe one day he'll give up his wife. Maybe one day, if I just give him give him this peace lead, this golden for JJ, all right, that he'll put me at the number one spot. When they don't ask questions about how many women are in your life, that means they know. Women don't ask me if there's other women. They don't. They know there's other women. 
It don't even have to be said. And so they just go in and say, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to get to the top. They know there's other women, guys. They know guys that have other women. Does that ever stop them? It does not. But when they know your ass ain't got no, no women and you ain't got no money and you ain't got no leverage, you ain't got no chance out here. And this is the sad reality. You got no chance. Because they're broke. $11 Megan Fox. They be broke. And I'm sorry to say it. I'm just using it in comparison to dating. I'm not saying just women are broke. A lot of people are broke. But if you're broke and they're broke, forget it. This is not the time for that. WXS says just showing appreciation. Keep on edutaining. All right. Face facts. There is no pay gap, only a work gap and a choice gap. I've had my best year last year because my female coworkers don't come to work. I love and understand women. Uh, I love understand women. Yeah, a lot of them chose. It's a chosen gap like this woman. I want to be a forensic scientist, and I think it'll be fun. I'll take out $155,000 in debt, and then they don't have the income. Um, their job doesn't pay as much as they think, and then they're going, what happened? Well, then if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you have a, a degree in STEM, if you're a big blue chipper on the blue collar marketplace, you're killing it. And you probably has less debt or little debt. It's a sad reality. So America's never going to correct this, by the way. Not for hundreds of years. And we're going to have this gap between this gulf between men and women, uh, particularly for the community. This is a big one. It's glaring. This is why they can't. They, they're saying there's no good black men out here. All right. It's sad. Synopsis Jones, they still spend 85% of the GDP, but. I got money. And the rest of it, men spend in order to get women. So the next, men don't spend money like that, you know, for the most part. Uh, Mehmet II, Saudi Arabia just announced that they accepting, they're accepting UOMs. I'm not sure what that is. Instead of dollars for oil payment, if we lose control of the petrol dollar, we will go bankrupt asapidly. Oh, boy. Well, this is all the changing world world order where our currency is no longer going to be the primary currency, and that, that'll be problematic for our country. But people don't see that this particular collapse or this, uh, yeah, this typical collapse will happen. I talked about this with my money mindset group, and we talked about it. The, the, the collapse is slow, but when it hits a certain point, it will be expeditiously. It will be expedient. It will go quickly. And all that has to happen is the perfect storm. When countries start going away from the dollar, that's going to be painful. Oh, it's a Chinese currency. Sorry. Yep, 100% fair old coach. I know this girl personally from our very conservative church. She lives with an older dude paying for it. Talking about Marina, all right? Uh, for real. She's talking about Marina. I'm not sure what that means, but um, there it is. A very conservative church, and they live with the older guy, and he's paying... It's happening right in front of your face. You guys just don't see it exponentially, not expeditiously. Give me the buzz. Shout out to smart guy. No, yeah, the, the, the decline will be exponentially. So we're seeing this with house poor people right now. And I've warned you about houses. I've warned you about houses. And I've been, I've, I've worked in the real estate industry. I've warned you about houses. Uh, houses sound like a nice thing. It sounds like a nice purchase. People will say you can have a net worth of a millionaire should you buy the right house. But the problem is there's a trap. 
There's a house trap, meaning people are in the house trap right now. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but most Americans get into the house trap. They basically go, I buy a house and then they'll brag. Oh, my house is up $200,000. And I say, okay, sell it right now. I can't sell it. Why? Well, because you can't buy another house because the prices are so high. You'd have to downgrade for a year or two in which you're going to take the proceeds of that house that you just sold at top of the market and do what with it? Rent. Until you can what? Afford to buy a new house in which then you dwindle into your rental fund. You dwindle into your surplus. And then you did what? You spent it on rent. Until you can do what? Put another down payment on the house. All <laughs> right. And, but you waiting for the prices to come down. So you waiting for the prices to come down on the same house you just sold. <laughs> it, it's 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 literally what. And so in order for you to get a positive position in your house and sell at a positive position, if that was where your only money was, you're screwed. That means you needed another house on the side that you can downgrade into where you could just move in and just wait that you already had another mortgage on, you'd be like, okay, I'll just downgrade, wait a bit. But if you didn't need the rent until you can afford to buy again, you in a trap. Mm. So I said, still better than rent rates always going up though. That's the problem though. You still going to have to rent. You still going in the rent. And if the rent rates go up, which people now are experiencing, they sell their home and then they go rent and they find out the rent rates are up. So it's eating into your home is he eating into the proceeds you gain into your house? You still gonna go into the rent? You're in the trap, basically. You're in the trap. You're doing the tap dance then. All right, shout out to ES Instrumental says, I found you February 20 and 21. I wish I knew about you in the Manosphere eight years ago. Yes, keep. He says, yes, gotta keep this great message going. We're keeping the great message going, 100%. 100%. Thank you, sir, for finding me then. And again, this is why we keep doing these messages because people are continuing to find us. All right, Caleb Roche or Rouse says, wow, women fell right into the trap and became permanent single workers instead of housewives with minimal responsibilities. I want somebody to tell me if there's a lady in the house. You heard this woman's story, not that woman right there. This young woman, you feel bad about her right here. This one. Now, in her mind, not making fun of her, I'm not going to pause it on there because she's going to be like, you guys are harassing and making fun of me. Let's give her a good look. You've heard her story. Now, tell me, housewife is worse than all of this hell? Housewife is worse than this. <laughs> Ladies, uh, if there are any feminists in the house, housewife is worse than this. What she's going through right now, well, at least she ain't a housewife. At least she's not under the thumb of a man. <laughs> I'd rather be where she is instead of being married and having kids and raising them. What a world we live in. But they will sell them that. Well, at least you're not having some man control you. You're literally a slave right now. You, you, you're a slave. <laughs> okay, nice going.
Shout out to ABL said, did you see the video of the homeless woman who refused the marriage proposal for a well-off man? Yeah, I think I did a video on that one. I, I broke down some of those videos. Yep. And she was what? The man was 50 and she was 28. And she's on the street now. <laughs> like, I swear, the, I don't know if it's feminism, like the American dream, whatever people were sold and you bid it, it is probably bitter right now. Horrible choices. People make horrible choices. And I'm supposed to marry you in the end? And that's you. Yeah, that was T-Mon's girl. She also had her husband get shot the day of their wedding. Avid hiker, but coach, her makeup is on point. <laughs> that's too much makeup for me. With them eyebrows like that, that's too much. Eric Powell, the crazy part is if a simp came along and paid off her student loan, she'd leave him as soon as she was financially free. This is what we warn men about. So we don't just complain that you're in a bad position or we're in a bad position leverage-wise with women. What we then warn you of is don't be this guy. Don't be this guy right here uh, where she explains. When you get with her and she says you're a good man and we still we go looking for good men, and then you get with her and you think you have a prize and then you pay off her student loan debt, then she's going to ditch you. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. No, they're looking for men for financial bailout reasons. All right, let's just call it that. And then if you ever take care of their debt, she's going to bounce on your ass. She's going to be like. <laughs> the black blur, what the heck was she doing in high school? I refuse to believe that she was act was doing actual chemistry classwork. Yeah, high school is almost a joke. Public school is a joke. Um, So she she then got to college. Oh, man, what do I do now? All right, come on. All right, Ch chemistry class. Oh, hell no. All right, Doxy Trash, she needs to look at the debt clock every once in a while. You guys don't really want to know what's going on over there. All right, you guys will be panicking. The sky would be falling. Shout out to M. Lavo. Hey, coach, I teach in the community. These women are really broke, too. He says, but they claim they are tens in my father's age group. <laughs> Give me the buzzer. Oh, my goodness. And I'm a 10 in your father's age. Where's that woman? I haven't seen her in a while. She's up here somewhere. Here we go. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. <laughs> oh, my oh where, where are we going? Where are we going as a society? What they want you to essentially do is then just sip the hell out. Just gump out. Wow. Wow. Edmund Dante's bro. I feel sorry for the young men of today. They never see it coming. They'll never see it coming, coach. Halfway through outwitting the devil. It's excellent. Yeah, young men are not being trained right. 
right? You So you're out here hoping to find love. Where is the love you promised me? And you think it's going to be just fall in love and everything will be solved. And I'm like, your problems are just starting. Takeem Hilton says the Planet Fitness Megan Fox. All right, I see y'all going in on the uh, low-budget Megan Fox uh, stuff there. Joel Goo says, and I'm a bedside nurse, and I take care of a lot of women who are in their 50s and 60s who live their life and are now washed up, can't find a man, and homeless in and out of the hospital on drugs and heavy alcohol. It takes a red pill job to really see what's going on out here. So he's seeing this influx and a lot of them don't have family members coming to visit them. A lot of them are economically on their last leg. They live their part. See, the last 40 years is what's going to be the painful life lesson for a lot of people, right? If you don't wrap this up and, and, and uh, really take this seriously, the last 40 years is going to be painful for men and women, but particularly for women, because they don't have that, that, that need to strive and be, um, to be aggressive, like uh, uh, financially, there's a bailout. So they'll be like, oh, well, I'll just go find a gump or I'll just, they don't want to, right? And they end up going like this. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. And then they're going to be. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. And then it'll be, thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, and invited everyone you knew ooh, ooh. you would be the greatest gift would meant to me and the card attached would say thank you for being a friend and then it's Cheers. you gonna have some okay tuck in eight I know y'all saying, how coach know the words to the Golden Girls theme? <laughs> mm. That's a hidden talent. I can't remember names, but I know the theme to the Golden Girls. I don't know. You know, some things are weird, right? <laughs> oh, man, where we at? Uh, Ricky Bobby, when you make it, they are just change in a bucket. 100% when you make it, they're just changing the bucket. They just kind of like, whatever. Guys, this is why I'm always pushing you. Uh, just stop broke dating. Stop dating down. Stop. Just stop for about six months. Stop for a year. Stop for two years. Recalibrate. And by the time you get yourself in order, it's going to be just like dropping, dropping, changing the bucket. Simple. All right. Raul says that's 150K. That 150k debt lady gonna make me act out. He said she's sending me right now to the plant. Is it the plantation? If that neck right, this is why we need you, coach. Oh, this young woman right here. Yeah, she she not bad. She looked like she tiny and petite, but um, she looked about you know this gonna get out. Oh, Marina is her name. So somebody is talking about Marina. Okay, I didn't catch that. Um, guys, this is a trap. 
I want you guys, guys to know. I've, I, guys, I know people. I worked in the fitness industry for quite a while. Uh, this is what people don't see. I, I don't think she's very tall. She's probably five two, five three. She's foldable today. She's twenty two. But you give that two donuts, that this is gonna get out of control quickly. It's gonna be like a wildfire out there, bro. Two hamburgers, and it's. And it's a rapsky. It's a rapsky. How dare you? You're gonna be yeah, so future Gordita. That is gonna be. She's gonna blow up with the quickness. And this is why, because when you're five two, the fat don't go, you know, you can't stretch it out. So it's just gonna go in two or three areas. It's gonna go to the booty, and you're gonna be happy. The titty's gonna get bigger, but that mid it's gonna it's gonna get out of control. So be careful, gentlemen. Yeah, she looked nice and cute, thick now because she got that baby, baby skin on her. But it's gonna get out of control quickly, bro. <laughs> Lando Ash says men shouldn't have to suffer for a woman's bad decision. No, we're supposed to. This is how we're trained, right? Unfortunately, we're supposed to pick up this tab. I played a video. Remember, I played the video from your boy, um, the financial guru, Dave Ramsey, and the woman was in steep debt. The man was fiscally responsible. He got married to her, would not pay off her debt. And the overwhelming people, even people here, I put up a poll. There were 20% of people here that said, yeah, he should pay off her debt. And the woman came from perpetual debt, single mother, who her, her mom was in debt and broke. And everybody and people were like, why doesn't he pay off her debt? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Guys, do not do it. Do not suffer emotionally correcting her bad financial positions. It's a trap. It's a trap. Terrell Clark, hey, coach, was talking to a girl. We agreed to meet at a jazz lounge, and she ghosted me. I went anyway, and I saw her there macking on another guy. She texted me today saying she had a death in her family. Ay, ay, ay. Do not, do not. Trust the process. That's crazy. I'm glad. I'm glad you, we're seeing it. You're seeing it, guys. They have options. Um, they don't have great options, but they're just having fun, guys. Let them have fun and have fun with them. I got money. Street Fighter 88 coach. I'm seeing cars being abandoned in the street due to running out of gas. The collapse is here. Wait a minute. No, the collapse is here. But no. And a lot of people don't see it. I don't know how you refuse to see it now. A lot of it, I've been claiming this for a minute, but there's still people. I don't see it. No, nope, you just say, nope, there's people not in the streets. And I showed you videos. I showed you a video of good common sense people, homeless. People are economically struggling. I've, I've showed you video after video. That's not enough. We show you data. We analyze it. We say people are on their last leg. These gas prices are going to make people make have to make choices, critical choices. They're going to have to figure out what to do economically over the this is not going to affect you today. The gas prices, they're going to affect you in about three, four months into the next year or two. This is going to set a lot of people back. So these things are constantly happening. Oh, by the way, C-19 will be back. C-19 will be back. There will be more lockdowns. There will be more all of that stuff. Pfizer's coming out and saying they're gonna, they, you need a four poke. All right, China's locking down citizens. Give it another month and a half. They're going to be more. Um, so 
these things are happening and they're gonna compound, compound, compound. And why are these things happening? They're happening because we're in a reset. And they're not stopping. So get ready, man. You, you guys, get ready. I'm going to, it's going to set back people who live paycheck to paycheck. And how many people, right, live paycheck to paycheck? A lot. We keep going over the data. We're talking about 60% of people. Uh, we showed you the percentage of people who have no, um, the percentage of people who have no emergency fund, who can't handle a $500 emergency, who is one flat tire away from being broke. And don't think you're going to finance anything either. And if you haven't bought a house, you ain't going to get one anytime soon. If you haven't bought a house and you wanted to buy a house in the next year or two, it, it ain't happening. All right. So forget that. Unless you have money stacked on money, and you can cash out. All right. Because uh, the interest rates are going up. The Fed rates going up. It's going to force us house prices to either go up or push up a little bit more. Houses are still climbing. Uh, but people aren't leaving their house. It's it's going to be a mess. Street Fighter says, oh, I'm sorry, M. I can't pronounce that. We're going to call you MR. He says, remove women from workforce to restore nuclear family. Not going to happen. So hit the ball where it lies. He says, next best thing is um, polygamy, right? Or the making uh, pay for play legal. He's talking in code words. Uh, the next best, guys, we're headed to polygamy or polygyny. Like my man said, in 2030, they're going to legalize. We're headed to that. I don't think we'll have any choice. Monogamy is already dying right now. Where's the beep? Beep, beep. It's already kind of going. Um, that, Sure, some people are still doing it, but most people are choosing not to. They're playing the field. Um, Isaiah 4 and 1, for the most part. It's not going to be where you live in one home and you got four women living in one home. Not even polygamists do that now. Polygamists don't do that now. If you look at some of the shows, they don't even do that now. Everybody's kind of in their separate home. You're going to have four women to one man. Easily. And that's the top 20% of guys. He'll easily have four women. To one man, easily. And they won't ask any questions. Guys, I mean, there's guys that have that right now. Guys. <laughs> there's, there's dudes that have that now. And for women... For women, they're going to have a series of men that serve a purpose that one man should serve for them in the idea of monogamy, but they'll have five men that serve a different purpose. An emotional man, a man that is going to be a provider male, a man that provides the, the salami, all right, that pipes her down really good, that she can go over there for 15 or 20 minutes, get piped the hell down and bounce. Then there's going to be the guy that uh, supports her uh, socially, the one that's going to be out and about in front of everybody. This is my boyfriend. All right. And then she's going to have the party lifestyle dude. The one that this woman, this woman proved it right here. This woman proved it. Not this woman right here, but this woman right here. She asked the lifestyle guy. And then she mentioned at the beginning, Austin, Austin, who is that? That is the social friend or that is the uh, friend that's there for emotional support. So they're, they're also going to have multiple partners too, all right? But it's not going to be multiple. Of course, it'll be multiple sex partners. They'll have the lifestyle guy and the economic guy. You wear a condom. They'll have the blow your back guy. Don't wear no condom. 
the emotional support guy, the good man. Maybe I'll give you a kiss. We'll just make out. Maybe. Or you'll just be my good friend. And then the out in front guy, he'll either run condoms or not. It just depends. But she'll restrict sex. She'll make them earn sex. <laughs> she'll be this woman right here. Are you serious? She'll be that girl. She'll be like this. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Yep. So they have that going on right now. So they may say you may not see them with boyfriends and all this stuff, but you'll see their lifestyle. Wait, where are you doing? How are you doing that? They'll juggle five men for all of these reasons. They got this going right now. The top 20% of men are cleaning up with women. They have no problems. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're there to their heart's content. They scheduling women in. They're like, oh, hey, hey, when you want to come over? Okay, you come over Monday. You're my Tuesday. You're Wednesday. You can spend the night. You're the spend the night girl. All right. You're Thursday. Friday and Saturday's off limits. That's my real girl. That's my number one. That's my bottom bitch. She's on Friday, Saturday. She always gets Friday, Saturday. Sunday afternoon, after I go hit some golf balls, I'll get a quickie girl. Come over. Blow your back out. All right. And Sunday night, I chill and I restart Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. When I think about us, the feelings can't explain. And after all this time, my heart still feels it. I can't remember. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep, Gordita's on Tuesday. <laughs> That's my song right there. Sherelle and uh, who was that? Sherelle and uh, who, who sings the other thing? Alexander O'Neill and Sherelle. Yay, boy. Yeah, hey, that's some music right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where are we at? All right, we almost done. Mimic the second. The worst part is that they'll vote themselves our money. And are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to vote a women vote 60% to a male's 40%. They're voting in men because of their financial economic position. And that ain't no lie, gentlemen. That is the 100% honest truth. I told you to do Biden. <laughs> and somebody mentioned that earlier. The reason why we're in this voting position is this reason. 100% Farrell says I was talking about the student loan girl. Yes, I, I eventually it connected. Sorry about that. I'm actually interested in her. She's my sister's friend or my friend's sister. Sister's friend. She's my friend's sister. Huh. I was shunned at because I have no college debt. Now I'm a six figures with no debt. Is this for real? You know this woman? Somebody wanted her. Who wanted her up here? Somebody, Raul wanted her. <laughs> Marina. Let me see what Marina looking like. Maybe we can put you on. Let me see here. Hey, Marina. Come holla at your boy. Let me test her out first. Let me test her out first. I'll test her out. Uh, she looked like. Yeah, she looked like she can get pushed and shoved around. I'll push her and shove her around for a couple of days. <laughs> Y'all ready to plow out Marina? Oh, poor Marina. <laughs> Maria gonna get passed around the, man, uh, the coach game. 
Slow Tuesday for me, by the way. Her eyes are pretty. Oh, I'll push and shove her for sure. She gonna sell though, for sure. Now that I know the position you in, she gonna come in here, uh, $700 per pay for pay per meet. I'm gonna be like, bro, you better take this $150 and shut your mouth. Here, I got a couple of hamburgers. All right, you want a couple of hamburgases over here? I got ha- I got hamburgases over here. <laughs> she gonna get passed around. Where are we at? Uh, shout out to Marina, a 100% pharaoh. Hook me up. But he said you were trying to get interest. You were trying to get in with her. Trying to get in them pants. Prince Love says, uh, Coach, my strong and independent nurse neighbor called me saying she ran out of gas around the corner. I have no idea why she even reached out to me. Listen, remember I told you, and I gave you a story about this as well, about my neighbor, who she since moved. They're going to ignore you, ignore you, and then when they need you, they're going to come knocking at your door. Asking for help. Oh, man, it's a snowstorm. Can you help shovel out? And you, they ignored you. You walk right down the street. They pass you up. They got their head in their phone. That Don't bother me. I got headphones. And then all of a sudden, they're going to run out of gas. They're going to need some water. All of a sudden, they truck going to need to get jump started. All of a sudden, their, snows, their, 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 their driveway going to need to get shoveled out. They now can't get to work. And they're going to be at your door. This is why I made the original video, Stop Helping Her. Actually, if you go on my uh, Coach Greg Adams channel, I didn't abandon it, y'all. If you go on that channel, I, I think I reposted that. Stop helping her. Because they ignore you. They act like they're above you. They act like you're below them. And then all of a sudden, they're going to need help, and they will. Oh, my car battery ran out. They, I had this one woman that lived uh, around um, around me. She didn't, she didn't live by herself. She lived with her sister and her sister's boyfriend. So it looked like it looked like they were sisters. And she drove this truck. I don't, it, it was kind of weird because she was very attractive. She looked um, she looked exotic. You couldn't tell if she was black or white, black, and you couldn't tell what she was, Middle Eastern. But anyway, she looked very exotic. And her, she had a black sister. She looked black or maybe mixed, and her boyfriend was white. Okay, so this was like a damn. And so I never even messed with the, I never even talked to them. I would talk to only address, I would only address the white guy. I wouldn't talk to the black woman that much alone because I didn't want there to be something and I don't want her to be like, oh, my neighbor's trying to get at me. So I kind of like, anytime I would see her, I would wait for her to speak and then I would go. So anyway, long story short, the, the sister or the relative that was living with them, she was a very beautiful tall, long, exotic looking girl. Like no reason why she would be broke, but she was broke. I guarantee you, she probably wasn't paying rent. She probably, she drove a busted up truck. And for almost a year, that woman did not speak to me one time. She didn't even look at my direction for a damn near a year. She lived four doors down. We passed each other. We passed each other in the cars. We passed each other's walking. We passed each other at the mailbox. Not one time did she address me. And sure damn enough, her car broke down for her battery went out. Right towards when she moved out. Guess what? She was at my door. At my freaking door. Knocking. Can you jumpstart my car? Mm. 
I ain't got no jumper cables, ma'am. I was like, you got some goddamn. She was like, oh, hi. Like, she was like, oh, hi. Like, I got to talk to you. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, man. That was unreal. And I knew it. I was like, at some point, and I always tell you guys, I said, at some point, she'll need me for something. And I never even tried to say hi to her. But she would actually, I remember one time we were walking down the street on the same little sidewalk. She literally walked past me, didn't even acknowledge me. I was like, I'm going to remember that. Because what do I always tell you? At one time, they're going to need you before you need them. They're going to need you before you need them. And I always know it. And sure or damn enough, she knocked at my door. Ah, oh, hi. Trick, you've been living next to me for a year. Oh, hi. Didn't know my name or nothing. Ah, uh, you have some jumper cables. I was like, I ain't got no jumper cables. Sure enough, I look out the window. Some dude drove by her and jumped her car. Simping. He jumped right out the damn car. I was like, look at this fool. <laughs> so anyway, this, this is going to happen more and more. All right. What she should have done was like, all right, look, man, you know, I've been, I've been ignoring you for a good year. Why don't I need some help going and clap these cheeks? Cause I would have clapped the, I would have clapped the cheeks. If she would have just came humbly and would have said, all right, you know what? Yeah, I was playing you. So look here. I got 15 minutes. Go on and clap these cheeks real quick. I would have clapped the cheeks and like, oh, okay, we done. And I would have went and jumped that car. I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> she would have came correct. She's like, ah. <laughs> all right. So, but she didn't. Oh. Yeah, here, uh, Mr. Idiot that I've ignored. Uh, yeah, uh, do me. A, I know you'll do it because most most men will do it. No problem. But I'm not playing with these people no more. Abel returns to eating coach 57 year old monk mode. No kids on my way to seven figures by 65 men. Stay monk and get a vasectomy. Keep active and you will never have to worry. Never. Never. But people don't want to tell you this. What about relationships? Robin says she just had resting bitch face. Oh, she did have that. She looked like a B.I. Uh, she looked like a handful. I was like, I know she got a sugar daddy somewhere. <laughs> I was like, she got to have one. She was gorgeous, though. But she was like, and, and, and she kind of told me like what I talk about in Southern California with black women in particularly, um, especially if black people are in suburbs. When it comes to black women your age, they don't acknowledge you. It is almost rare like if, if you live in let's say if you live in uh carson or hawthorne or inglewood it's different but when you talk about suburbs say you live in the san fernando valley you live in thousand oaks you live in um you live in marina del ray you live in manhattan beach you live in newport beach and if i if you see a black woman and you're you're about to if you see a black woman and she sees you as a black man she won't acknowledge you she'll turn the fuck away Irvine, all of that. This is how it works in Southern Cal. It's not, they don't just be like, oh, hey, there's a brother there. Hey, how you doing? They'll literally be like, Erp. they'll go the other way. It's crazy. 
It's crazy. Same thing, San Diego. And people don't get it. They're like, how come you don't date sisters here? Because in, in SoCal, they automatically, they have a thing. They have a thing where they just, if you're in a suburban area, they don't be like, oh, finally, I met a brother. How you doing, brother? They don't do that. And if you walked up to them, they'd be like, and it's not just me. A lot of guys experience that. The West Coast is just like that. It's not like the East Coast. It's not like the South. It is definitely like, nah, I'm better than that. It is, it's weird. It is weird. Anybody that's on the West Coast that's black can vouch for that. If you disagree, go ahead. and You can disagree on that one because it's based on experience and maybe who you are. But out in the open and you're at the shopping mall, you're at the grocery store, they'll avoid you. Oh, it's the same in Atlanta? Oh, boy. It's like that in the Midwest, too. Denver, yeah, Denver, Seattle. It's very true. Laguna Beach, yep, it's very, yeah, they have a superiority. Like, they, they automatically, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm sure you are dusty. It's kind of weird, man. That's why people are like, you only date white girls. You only date Latinas. Like, those are really the only women that are mainly going to be open to you. They'll openly give you invitations. When you, when you meet a, if, especially if she's a dark-skinned black woman, she ain't messing with you. She'll basically find, she'll find a way to not even, yeah, that defensive, she'll find a way to just basically avoid you. It's global. It's a global thing. Okay, so maybe it's just not a West Coast thing. All right, so men are having experience like that too. But yeah, man, if you, it's kind of weird when you're in a situation where you're both minorities there, you would think you both would be like, oh, hey, no, it's the opposite. And it's probably even better. It's probably better if you're in your same demographics. It's definitely weird. He said, good thing I could care less. Um, let me see here. Uh, music is life. Coach, seen a guy trying to run out of the grocery store with a whole cart of groceries. Oh, it's getting bad. Somebody said that's women everywhere. So, yeah, resting bitch face going back to Robin's point. Um. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic, but you can get a lot of play online. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you got to jump through all kind of hoops and hurdles in person. All right. Unless you're in a social group, but online, you can just literally just be like setting up girls from left and right. Raul says, coach, sorry for my freaky super chat. I'm in monk mode and an ex nasty boys. I won't let it ha happen again. Raul ready to go deep into Marina. It's okay. We get it. We get it, brother. Uh, Zirak says, my frustration is uh, people will wait until we start deleting each other to start realizing things are dire. We could stop this in a month, but us frogs want to boil in a pot. Yeah, most people are going to wait to the last second and then realize it all. Just like you're hearing a lot of these comedians, these super liberal people. Now they're all, well, and you're going. It's too late. It's really too late, by the way. It's too late to correct this. This is why the, the relationship rift between men and women is only going to grow. The gap that you're seeing that we are now with this red pill stuff. This is why I want content creators. You're getting bored now. I know you're bored talking about the same thing, reminding people of these same talking points. But there's you should, as a content creator, this is just my suggestion. You don't have to do it. You should be reminding people that we talked about this and now we're seeing it. 
Because I know you want to improve your talking points and you're trying to find a way to do so. And there's some young guys that are improving it. They're improving the conversation, right? Slightly. Some content creators are choosing to go after other men, male content creators, because you're bored. Uh, you're trying to find a way to stay relevant. Some men are doing now reaction videos and, and, and doing that, but they're still more red pill oriented. Some men are switching gears and are going, uh, this red pill is phasing out. Manosphere is phasing out. But I, I listen, I, I want you to do that because I'm going to still stay on message. I'm going to stay on message and remind you that this is this is the direction we're going and what's going to happen next. I'm not going to get bored of telling these stories. A lot of guys are purple peeled now. They're appealing for relationships. I've seen that too. A lot of them are appealing for fandom and subscribers. Hey, do what you guys want. But to say these are old talking points and they don't matter now. No, this, this is what got us here. The stuff we talked about five, six years ago is what got us here right now. This is why we're here in this position. They were too strong and independent. They didn't need no man. Uh, they had their own money. Uh, but now we're finding out that that's not true. Now we're seeing women sell themselves. What is the article we reference about New York City? Because of things are escalated, one in five women are considering doing OnlyFans to make it. It's a sign of the times. We need this now because we really need to hammer the point home. We told y'all that this was it. And now when I tell you what the solution is, because y'all like, there's no solution. What's the solution? Bam. That be the solution right there. And this is your time right now. You only got a few more years to decide if you're going to be free as a male or roll the dice. You want to roll the dice out here, go ahead. It's dire out here in terms of options. Unless you're 22 years old as a male and you got your high school and college sweetheart, once you get out there, it's dire. That's the, this, is your, this is your solution. This is your solution, all right? Or you can roll the dice. Maury is a member. Shout out to Maury. Tiger Roar, a philosopher, once said, for the men... He says, for the women, the man is a means. The end is always the child. Boy, study some philosophers. They got some great philosopher quotes on all of this stuff. Guys, we've already been here. Some of these philosophers have had the same thoughts and written about them. And so for the woman, the man is a means. The end is always the child. We talk about that too. The seed. This is why we're together. We're not together for love. We're together to procreate. All right, so for the woman... At some particular point, if she gets the seed, she's good. Okay, last one. Maury says, already got the book on Amazon. Still haven't gotten around to reading it. You can get the audio book too. Tiger Roar. Shout out to SNU Ingenarius says, good morning, coach. They always telling themselves. He says, that's, he says, you just have to listen, pay attention, and you will hear from the mouths whatever is going on or what's going on in their past. Shout out to T-Mon who got shot on his birthday. All right. Appreciate that. So again, social media has been a blessing for us. It's been an absolute blessing. All right. I'm loving the social media thing. I'm loving that women are taking to the airways to air out their stories. They're literally giving you the recipe. I was going to play one more video, but we're oh, way, we're way out of time. And um, this video is about here. It is right here about debt. I'll play just a little bit as a teaser. You guys can go watch the video. We, we, we are in $179,000 in debt, and it's ruining 
ruining our marriage. So I took you through the young women relationship potential. I took you through the sugar daddy. I took you through the broke woman in their 50s. And what about the married people? Real quick. Let's go to Johnny in Chicago. What's up, brother Johnny? How you doing? Uh, good. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, man. Thanks for calling. What's up? How can I help? Real quick. Well, my wife and I are not entirely on the same page. Uh, I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, financially, um, we started following the baby steps uh, last year uh, in November. It's causing a lot of fights. She's very Davish. Um, it's hard to discuss anything with money. She gets irritated very quickly. Um, I know we need marriage counseling. We've been married 22 years. Ooh, there are some issues that are um, that have to be addressed. Um, but as far as these baby steps, you know, I'm not. I just don't feel willing to take on any more debt. We, we're about 169,000 in debt, mostly student loans. Yeah, most mostly student loans. Mostly student loans. Look at John's face. 179. Oh, marriage is good. Marriage is good. Marriage is people that still married are good. Those are successful marriages. Mm, nope. Um, and I'm not worried that we can't pay this off. We can be done with this in two to three years. Easy. We make really good money. But uh, she's not fully on board and she wants to try to buy a house. soon. There's the house trap. I'm not happy. <laughs> There's the house trap. Yeah. And I'm not getting into that kind of debt. Yeah. So for people listening, Baby Steps talking about... And why do women like houses? Like if you have a house as a man and you're dating, you bring her to your house, you got a swimming pool outside, she's going to fall in love. Why? Because it's a nest. They're naturally going to want to be attracted to men with nests. And this is where she can nest and then come and decorate and get an interior designer and hang this up and match furniture. It's a nest. Dave Ramsey, who's my friend, he's my boss too. Um, the, the get out of debt plan. Um, and so Johnny, you and your wife been married 22 years. What made you yeah. decide? Like, what made you look in the mirror and go, "Whoa, we owe 169 thousand dollars. We got to get out of this thing." What? What? When did you discover things. that? Um. Well, uh, I, I'm almost 50. Okay. And I have a he's screwed on a health issue. Uh, okay. Nothing that seems okay. So there you go. What happens when you're 50? You get uh, you get debilitated. You can't work as hard. So your income is going to get stagnated it's going to start dipping into your 60s and then now you got all this debt and you got a marriage and you got a woman that wants a house i'm not happy oh i'm supposed <laughs> to be sharing the screen sorry sorry Kate. sorry gang all right i'm gonna play a couple more because i think it's gonna get interesting real quick if we stay on for about another minute share screen bam all right sorry about that uh here we go that's gonna take my life early but it's an expensive uh medication okay and, you know, I have children and, um, I, you know, I just want to leave things in order. Okay. Uh, what do you do for a living? So he's going to die, essentially. He's going to die. He wants to leave everything in financial order. He's done. Family and so, um, I'm in health care. I'll, okay. I'll leave it at that. Um, cool. I don't want to say too much. That's all good. Uh, my wife is also in health care. We combined make about uh, just under 200000 a year. Okay. Yes. She going to divorce great this dude to kingdom come. This dude is about to get divorce great to kingdom come. Shout out to Paris F on the, wow, on the PayPal. Wow, $100 sponsorship. Been listening, watching, and liking and sharing your videos. He said, thanks for all 
that you do and all the info. Shout out to you. Thank you, Paris, over on the PayPal app. Thank you for that sponsorship. Um, This has nothing to do with money. You know mm-hmm. that? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I haven't showered in no. three days, I, and I the, smell the like a bag I of onions. To ask is, is any of this turning you counselor, off? But my question is, if most people are normal, a marriage They're counselor not. might be normal, too. Right. And I don't want him pacifying some of the things we're trying to accomplish financially. You know, yeah, it's it's that's a, it's not about money, dude. Yeah, there, there's a power problem in your marriage. So this is a two parent household. They both earn money. They both earn. They both work. All right, and this is supposed to be the recipe that works. Power couple. Uh, we both work. We got kids. It's gonna work out, and it doesn't work out, bro. Mm-hmm. There's a strength, a lack of connection there's a lack of common purpose there's a power imbalance there's no leader we're equal partners y'all yeah. are at war and money is the battleground right now mm. but a counselor's it, it, they don't a counselor shouldn't care what your goals are they should care that mm-hmm. you know what your goals are and i'm going to help you connect with one another as you all achieve these goals whatever they happen to be mm-hmm. and your wife there's a lack of vision here there's a lack of leadership. That's what it is. It's a lack of vision and leadership. We're equal partners. It ain't going to work. That's feminism jargon. 50-50 relationship. She wants to do what she wants to do. He wants to do what he wants to do. There's no leader. There's a, you have different fears than she does. And she's going to win this one because all she got to do is divorce him and he going to die. And often I hear, and I don't want to overgender this, but often I mm-hmm. hear. Here we go. Men try to solve a problem. Uh Like, here's a debt problem. We need to have a plan to get out of that problem. And you need to, whoever you is, kids, spouse, whoever, you need to follow this plan. It's too late. And I got somebody else on the other side of that thing saying, I want to be safe. I Uh am scared of you. I'm tired of you walking in and telling me how I'm going to do my life because I'm smart too. Oh, boy. That's some power couple bullshit right there. Ay, ay, ay. So y'all want to get married and cope and say that's going to be your disaster. And then this is a 20-year. This is a 20-year marriage dealing with this. Oh, but marriages are successful. Okay, that's what you're going to deal with after 20 years. And then she's going to divorce, grape you, the kingdom come. She's going to bounce. You're going to be on medication. You're going to be dead in the corner. And she ain't going to care one bit. All right, she ain't going to care one bit. And then what's she going to do with your money? Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. Be tied up in these streets. Shout out to the last super chat- chatter. Go- Joel Goose says, Coach, saw a young buck, young black kid uh, dating a snow cow. She was on the left. He was on the right. So is it number 81 or number 18? So he was on, she was on the left. He was on the right. That would be number 81. Or it could be depend if you're behind them or if you're in front of them. It could be number 18. Y'all brothers be walking through the mall looking like the number 18. Shout out to the coach gang. Hold masculine frame and keep it going out here. Shout out to you. Thanks for the support. We'll be back in the afternoon. And we out of here. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age. 
is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.